Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ginger Talks podcast. My name is Ginger Snaps, and joining me is our wonderful friend, Druid. Druid, buddy, how the hell are you doing? Well, according to the talking gerbil on my left shoulder, I've taken a Benadryl. So (laughs) this one's going to be a fucking wild ride. I'm just uh, a quick disclaimer to the listener at home. You know... I'm either going to fall asleep within the first hour, or I'm I, like I'm going to be I'm going to be like investing Ethereum into fucking cheat the Cheech and Chong Simpsons tapped out weed growing game now available uh, on the Google Play Store. I'm already yes. slurring my words so early. Well, and I just got done being sick. Like my. My voice is almost 100% recovered. Everything, I've been pretty much recovered. And now you're, like, s- slowly on that train to sick town. <laughs> so. Yeah, the, the fucking midnight train to Georgia. Uh, yeah, so if my wits aren't about me, please can everyone just give me some space to uh, just fucking impression my way out of the fucking hole that i'm digging because like <laughs> listen to me already the intro sounds like i'm giving like a fucking uh presentation uh, <laughs> in middle school <laughs> i love you know, it when you're, you're reading off those flashcards mm-hmm. like, I, uh, and oh my god is this a dagger i see before me and trans an asshole <laughs> <laughs> well I think we know what kind of show we're in for, uh, so let me introduce our guest while we still have Druid and in as close to full force as we can. Joining us this week is someone that I've known for quite a while, um, and it is the wonderful Fatal Exodus. Fatal, how you doing, dude? Not too bad. How are you doing? Good. It's. I was actually just trying to think about how long we've known each other. I was talking to Druid. Well, fine. <laughs> I see how it you is. Know, hey, hey, muchacho, this is a two-man show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing well, considering. Yeah. You, uh... You live a, a fairly busy, busy life, so you and I actually haven't had much of a chance to catch up much. Well, yeah, I've been pretty busy... Ginger hates me, so again, oh, thank whatever. you for having me, Druid. Um, but the <laughs> fact of the matter is, is yes, I own and operate a plumbing and heating company. And for about the past two years, while I've been trying to get people hired because of current events that have transpired, mm. I have not been able to get anyone hired. Uh, we could possibly go down that rabbit hole at a later time, but we'll keep it brief for now. Yeah, because... Fun fact, there was almost a podcast between the two of us before um, you before got... Before it disappeared on your ass. Yeah, like I, you <laughs> got so busy and I was re- trying to respect how busy you were that I was just like, I'm going to just back burner this. It's still a section in my Discord. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, we back burnered it and I had been talking... One day about, you know, wanting to do a podcast and not, you know, like you were, I wanted to make sure that you focus your priorities where they needed to be focused. And then Druid drunkenly sends me the proposal for Ginger Talks and here we are. 
You know, uh, and the horror to find out that you're Ashton Kutcher in the two and a half men fucking arena that is my life. <laughs> Was well, that me or Ginger? I mean... <sighs> I'll tell you, Pete. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it. we would... God, it was... It's been almost a year since we had had talked about it. Like, that's how long ago that was. I mean, that's... If this is September, then yes. It's not... I I think it was... It was right around September. I want to think it was actually before the entire debacle of New World coming out. It It, was somewhere within that vein. I think it was Um, June, because I was doing charity stuff... I think because I remember I was doing something for charity because we played Hunt together. Yes, which you actually are quite good at, by the way. And I would say to go back to the game if it wasn't a heaping pile of dog shit right now <laughs> with raspberries on it. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. But you were saying? Because um, I remember we sat down and we we were talking about the podcast, and then. Both of our lives kind of exploded with being busy, and yeah, I mean, but we were gaming with each other long before that, too. Uh, we go back to probably December. It was a little bit of phasmophobia, and then we were also mm-hmm. playing in silence. Yep. We uh, and then the market came down, crashing on your head. Yes. Uh, yeah, I because uh, I was playing. Phasmo and in silence while I had my concussion. Yes, I do remember that. Um, because I remember playing Phasma with David and being concussed, and I was playing with you guys, and I remember you yelling at me for playing video games while I was <laughs> freshly injured. <laughs> no, no, it was I was not yelling. David was yelling at you. I was enjoying well, every fucking second of playing <laughs> Phasmo with someone with a fucking concussion because there was some weird shit that came out of your mouth and it I was, was like this is chaos. awesome it was fucking chaos but yeah i mean we've known each other over a year at this point yeah yeah right about there um i would actually place it again to about uh middle of december 2020 yeah so i we always i like to you know establish with people like how long I've known somebody. So when we start like just ripping into each other about something, like people know it's not, no, this is the first time I'm meeting this person and I'm just digging into them. And no, I I've known this guy for a long time. Well, what feels like a long time. So, and and I had to, I I did think about one of the few things I didn't want to wind up having it running through my head too much, getting all these pre-recorded ideas in my head and shit before doing the podcast. But I was the one that I was going to come in. I was like, hello, Drew, pleasure meeting you. Ginger, fuck you. (laughs) And she would have understood most people listening now that we're into it a little bit. Again, that's how long. And it was usually fuck you, fatal, fuck you, ginger, or yeah. the reciprocal, depending upon who said it first. Yes. I mean, like, the our hellos were fuck you. I mean, that's just what it what it was. And yeah. and <laughs> I mean, gosh, that that podcast would have been like Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. I, I feel like we should fucking record like an alternate reality intro where you where I'm the guest. 
<laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and today with Fatal Exodus Talks, we have Ginger Snap 67 <laughs> and, more importantly, Druid Knowledge. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yep. You've heard of the Easter Bunny. How about the Benadryl Bunny? (laughs) (laughs) Once a year, he lays his fetid eggs. (laughs) But going back to what you were saying, Ginger, is that it was, um, you know, there was a lot going on in the world at the Mm. time. And as far as the gaming communities and getting along on Twitch and everything else like that, yeah, we, I think, came out ahead compared to some that uh, we were able to find various communities, friends, and Mm. such, uh, due to the current circumstances. Yeah. It it wasn't anything super expected. I mean, because I've said it before, but Druid and, and I met via random happenstance, and now we are, like, good friends with each other, and we, you know... We check on each other. We have a podcast together. Like we we're, we spend hours and hours every week just talking. Mm-hmm. And you know, if it weren't for the circumstances of the world, it wouldn't have happened. Right. So it would be considered a common law marriage by this point. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, that's the listener's head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that the listeners assume that we gave birth to them. Uh, (laughs) Um. um, But, you know, it's crazy. I didn't even fucking really know what Twitch was before all that happenstance. Mm. And all of a sudden think that I'm qualified to talk about it for (laughs) up to three hours. Mostly Mm -hmm. with strangers. Uh, I, I don't know what. Why am I here? <laughs> well, I mean, the the fatal fatal exodus talks should be all the rage right now. Well, I don't know. I prefer listening to the Ginger Talks, uh, which is available on Spotify and what other services again, Ginger? Uh, your favorite podcast listening platforms like Apple Music and uh, Google Podcasts, and on YouTube. <laughs> Now I I'll I'll go ahead and uh, identify uh, the thing that's lurking in the room is I almost feel like Ginger anytime she speaks with me is a little bit more timid compared to most people and I could be wrong about that but um, I know that we're coming with some apprehension because again I start I spoke with uh, Ginger originally about doing something along these lines and then I disappeared into the woodwork while still appearing on Twitch but she nailed it on the head with where life is just fucking crazy. Um, yeah. Going back to what we were also talking about was the fact of the matter that um, yeah as far as Twitch and COVID and the communities, uh, Drew, you were saying like you didn't even know what the fuck a Twitch was. And it was around uh, late, uh, actually early November, uh, and such that um, it was. Uh, I, I had a lot of personal events that came up, none of them good. And the fact of the matter is, is that uh, yeah, Twitch was definitely a uh, sanity saver for me mm-hmm. at that time. Mm, absolutely, yeah. and uh, you know, it's just. So many people started in that time, and it's, 
you know, now things are easing up and life's changing. It's a testament to the strength of the communities that so many people are still here. Yeah. I mean, I've seen on Twitter three different streamers this week alone announced that they were done with Twitch because the real life before that has opened back up. And, like, they can't balance a daytime job, you know, working in, you know, outside of their home and then, you know, coming home and streaming while trying to catch up with friends and do all these different things. And I'm like, nah, fam, I don't want to fucking be around people that much anyway. I'm just happy that I have a computer now that I can play games on. Oh, it reminds me of the one meme on the internet with the emo guy looking at his windows. He's like, uh, social distancing, I've been practicing this my whole life. Honestly, that's me, though. <laughs> oh, uh, the the Dungeons and Dragons guy saying, real life, I've never heard of that server. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, like, you know, I did stand-up comedy for two and a half years before the pandemic, and I was just looking for an excuse to stop going. Like, I I love the people that I did stand-up with, and I loved hanging out with those guys, but it was constantly just standing, like, out back while people were bombing at open mics, chain-smoking an entire pack of cigarettes, and drinking PBR. <laughs> like... Yeah, and yeah, and that's why we uh, feel more comfortable at, like, fucking transitioning into sit-down non-comedy, right? Which is what this basically is. <laughs> I mean... Well, that kind of reminds me of even along the lines of uh, cell phones coming out and then text messaging. And so many people, because they prefer text messaging because there's no expectations of necessarily timing or the tone of your voice. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. People go ahead and read into, uh, you, you know, like I didn't say, I'm like, calm down. That's not how I meant it. I just said dinner was good. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't do a dot, dot, dot or, or an emoji with a poop, you know, poop emoji or anything else like that. But certain people open up in different platforms, whether it be personal interaction mm -hmm. in person or through different you know forms of media, whether it be Twitch, being a chatter, being a streamer or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's like Druid has uh, it, through some circumstances and situations every time I do a charity event I'm like hey Druid I'm wanting to do this for the you know with the podcast are you cool with that and he almost always offers up something that he thinks will not happen and then the community fucks around and, fi and he finds out that <laughs> oh I actually have to do this so this man who has said I will never stream on Twitch it's a reality that he might have to mm. And, it, cra and uh, it cracks me up. <laughs> while taking Benadryl. Right. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the entertainment factor of the Benadryl has not kicked in yet, apart from the fact that I'm talking like I've got, like I've just done, like, I'm in a Rocky film. Because I sound so fucking drunk. It's unbelievable. I can hear myself through the uh, cans. The old uh, studio lingo. There. Uh, <laughs> I can all tell through the cans, man. And yeah. I sound like I sound like fucking Ozzy Osbourne more than ever on this episode. This sounds fucking terrible. My <laughs> sinuses are on fire. We don't need an intervention. Uh, <laughs> quite. 
Well, I mean, if there is an intervention and a tree, we might accept. I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 okay. Hey. We'll all make it through. <laughs> I mean, that would be a hell of a, that would be a hell of a first uh, Twitch stream. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone corners me and say, you're not the same druid anymore, man. Since you started on that fucking Benadryl, man. <laughs> And I'm like, man, I know, man. Pendrel's got it, man. You know. But you know what? You already have a sponsor. <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the connotation that goes with that. Like, oh, kids, we're sponsored by Benadryl. Make sure you take three a day only. <laughs> and then you listen you're, to me. Like, <laughs> Benadryl. Your Flintstones, Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> Do- yeah. Freaking Benadryl Druid sounds like my my one uncle who took too much of the brown acid back in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> uh, like, I thank you for your support in this hard time. You know, buddy, I I had that moment, that wave of Uncle Kenny. Is that you? Have, hey, are you crossing a highway? Yeah. What? The difference being that he hasn't said every intro to his sentences. Hey, man. Dude. Hey, hey, man. There's time for that yet, man. Uh, <laughs> like where, I mean, like, where do you even go with that, man, without, like, just it being, like, the big Lebowski? <laughs> right. I'm Jeff Bridges, man. You know, he's the dude, man. I'm the druid, man. <laughs> I like that rug. It really pulled the room together. Yo, I, and it, it's so funny because I've got like the such a classic Big Lebowski rug in this room. Mm-hmm. I love it. And that's fucked up as I'm thinking about it now. Place like in my office sitting in right now, and it really, in fact, did tie the room together. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so does this one, man. I like, and it's. Like what? Who the fuck is in charge of like designing rugs? By the way, because you know, it looks like why the, the style that they fucking design rugs in they it adorns every college dorm fucking common area, right? You know that fucking tie dye floral pattern. Mm-hmm. What the, you know? What the fuck are these guys on designing rugs, man? Well, it's like greeting card writers. I mean. <laughs> Uh-huh. There's only so many ways you could tell someone to have a happy birthday. It, that's basically what a uh, floor rug is. Is it truly your greeting card? It's saying, welcome to the room, happy birthday. Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck, I, Fatal. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. and I've never done much in the way of, like, I smoked a handful of pot. This brain was born like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but uh, it might not surprise anyone. I've done a bit of LSD in my time. And uh, this rug did a lot more than tie the room together that day, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) It it started telling me that um, time isn't a constant process, but in in fact a circular experience of images refracted constantly that never move forward, but instead are snapshots of reality at different points in time. There is no such thing as death, but instead... Uh, a state of being that exists within eternity. Everything that ever was and will be is forever, and forever is a chain that cannot be broken. Well, 
not to interrupt your rug that doubles as a pop-up book when you're taking certain substances, but also it's if you believe in the aspect of time, it's really just humankind's explanation of why there's movement of matter and energy around us at all times. I mean, like, don't get me started. I'm on the Benadryl. I mean, you can end the fucking podcast right there. I'm just saying. I'm on the Benadryl, buddy. I'll start talking about the fourth dimension, man. This is fucking the Interstellar Podcast. With Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> We're going to bring it back down to Twitch talk just so we can ring because Ginger got fucking quiet as fuck. No. Uh, so you can cut this out, but no, my roommate turned on the blender and it was super loud. It was sounded like it was in the room and I was like, fuck. But no, like the, the waxing philosophical shit is definitely not my like waxing philosophical like that isn't my forte. But people who listen to last week's episode know that like. I'll come in there with them, like, with with those big brain answers, uh, you know, thoughts, but I haven't done enough, I haven't done drugs in a very long time. So, like, my brain just doesn't fucking do that shit anymore. <laughs> well, oh, you know, or you could just go to college. I mean, like, fuck it. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. I went to college no, 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 for not, two not, years, not, no, and then no, I left. <laughs> Drew's no. not saying you have to be enrolled in college. No, you just no, no. go to college, <laughs> and you're going to be at a party regardless. I mean, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. By the way, I'm not like I'm not one of the fucking one percent. All of a sudden, don't worry. <laughs> I know we've had like we, we've had all this fucking money coming in from the pod. Now we've got uh... Ted Sarandos, we've got Raid Shadow Legends, we've got all the fucking... <laughs> Hello Fresh. You, you're well, we've got all the fucking shit coming in. <laughs> I mean, it's even because of your podcast that Candy Crush is making a resurgence. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why Aunt Sally was uh, asking me for extra lives on Facebook, but there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, Twitch is a very interesting platform, and one of the reasons I got into it, I had you know, a fair amount of people, uh, Ginger, one of them, um, Fierce Kittens, who is mm. a, uh, a another known uh, associate in crime. Yes. Um, everyone was like, you should stream. And I was like, that's going to be a fucking disappointment for you. Um, I, I keep my streams myself very dry for the most part. I really myself try to focus on the content. Mm. Um, there are all kinds of different aspects and what have you that you can put up on the screen. I find it as a distraction myself. If you're looking for the game, the game that I happen to be playing, it is going to be focused on that motherfucker right there. That's yeah. the most uh, eloquent way that I could put it. Yeah. And I respect that. I mean, cause like, just because you've got like a platform doesn't mean that you need to turn into fucking James Cameron. Right. Right. No, and yeah, it's it. That's the mixture of where some people argue that it is work, it isn't work. Take your pick on it. I'm not going to go ahead and change your mind. There's work that goes into it. Is it vital work for the world? Not necessarily. But if I happen to have one person that's having a shitty day and they come into the stream, um, as I always say, remember to click follow. You don't have to subscribe unless you don't like the Twitch fucking ads, mm -hmm. which I can understand because six minutes of Twitch ads to see what oh. somebody's face looks like on a stream. It's like, yeah, they, they, they need to move that up. Um, that's my 
personal on that, but um, yeah, I, 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 I tend to uh, I tend to just keep it relatively low key. Again, that's Fatal Exodus X F A T A L E X O D U S X. You can go ahead and crop that later. Um, but I've been in Jen's stream. She's had a tremendous amount of uh, supporters. I know uh, when Drew does get to streaming, we're going to raid the fuck out of him to where he feels <laughs> like a virgin again. <laughs> Well, like, I was actually the one. I was actually the one Madonna was singing about. <laughs> oh, like a virgin streaming DVD <laughs> for the very first. Time. Well, and that's like Fierce has been streaming definitely a lot longer than I have. But I mean, I'm coming up on two years and of active streaming because I did it and I hit the ground running and. I treat a lot of aspects of it like a business, but if I'm not having fun, if I'm mm -hmm. not enjoying myself, then I'm not going to fucking do it. And like, that's been my biggest thing. And, you know, we've had, I've known plenty of people that have started after I did and they're not doing it anymore, whether their life came about or they just weren't feeling it. They weren't having as much fun. And, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to have my full-time job be content creation because then I'm in control of it all. And I get to really, you know, just, I get to enjoy what I'm doing, but then I get to call the shots. I don't have anybody else tell me what I can and can't do, what I, you know, if a mistake happens, it's all on me. I'm not answering to anybody except for who I choose to like, but I also know that I don't fucking have to be there. I can, if I well, never make it there, I'm cool with that. And I, I can respect what you just wound up saying. And that was actually one of the reasons that I left from the company back in uh, 2017, middle of, um, and started doing my, uh, my own thing as far as my uh, day job. Mm -hmm. uh, as people tell me, I smell like day job and I'm like, you're right, motherfuckers. And, um, is that I left from that because with my own entity, I have no one to blame, but myself, if anything goes sideways right. and, uh, that that's it that I just want to touch on that. Well, I mean, I, we haven't caught up a whole lot. I don't know if you know, but I don't work for Best Buy anymore. Well, I know you had me blocked for like four months. Oh, whatever. Uh, I did not. And But yeah, I don't work for Best Buy anymore. I haven't worked full-time for Best Buy in almost, like I'm officially all, all connections severed probably three months now. But right. I hadn't worked I there for almost six Okay, that, that, that's what I was about to say. I thought it was closer to the six-month than yeah. you said three months, but I get the association. And uh, I don't blame you. Um, and quite honestly, it and certain people said, you know, how long, how much longer is Twitch going to be around? It's going to be all around longer than fucking Best Buy, I'll tell you that much, because yeah. it's a dying platform for doing most of that. Yeah, I mean... The the thing is, is I had like I knew I would have a job, and if something happens at my new job, because I'm not working a, a typical nine to five anymore, 
if something happens at my current job, I know I can go back to Best Buy if I really need to. I don't want to, and everybody fully understands that. But if something falls through, if my boss, like, if she gets in a car accident and her hand is, uh, you know, she has to have all the surgery to, like, repair her hand, she can't perform, meaning I'm out of what, a job. What work are you in? I work for a magician. Oh, that's when you made that sentence. That's not what most of the listeners well, are going to think. Most of the listeners probably know because I've <laughs> talked about it before. But like, if my boss gets in a car accident and breaks her hand, I'm out of a job most likely. So like, I was smart enough to leave the door open with Best Buy, but it's not what I want to go back and do. And. Don't you think it's the greatest irony that that would be the greatest trick of all would be to make the whole company disappear? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> hey, man, it's just the band of real talking, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, having yeah, the ability to not have to answer to corporate drones, like, I, I had a conversation with my boss today about, like, hey... Uh, we want to meet and rehearse and do this thing tomorrow. Cool. What time do you want to do? And she goes, well, you got X, Y, Z going on. And I was like, yeah. Like I told her today, Hey, I have to leave by five 30 to be home by six because I've got something going on. Oh, okay. Like it, sometimes I work late. Sometimes I fuck around and find out and then I'm behind on work, but it's my fault. So I have to answer to just one other person about it. Like, mm. It's so freeing to have that. And I fucking love it. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, what you're saying is what a lot of people that uh, say, thank you, COVID. Um, sorry, I, I am going to wind up going there, but there's a lot of people that kind of came out of the curtain as far as corporate America going, holy shit, I can actually do something that I have more freedom with, more mm -hmm. enjoyability um, as far as quality of life where I don't have to answer to the corporate schedule and I can kind of do my own thing. And I'm not saying that's exactly what you were doing, Ginger. Um, and I, I don't want to keep saying Druid's name, otherwise it's going to knock him out of, you know, back awake um, <laughs> from the Benadryl coma. Uh, um, but hey, what? hey, what, buddy? <laughs> but it, it, it's definitely along the lines of it. it the world's changing. It, and mm. by that, I mean, it's already changed. And when they had lockdowns across various uh, countries, a lot of people are waking up and seeing what you see now. Right. Um, not calling you a late bloomer by any means. No, um, fine. I'm I not even it. saying that you bloomed. Wow. But, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, I can't give Druid as much shit. I say Benadryl shit ton the time, but I've known Ginger a lot longer when it comes I, down to yeah. it. Yeah. And I also figured that anything that I could throw towards Druid, he's well armed and probably could wind up hurting me verbally. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's an interesting thing. And it 
coming from my point of view and what I was talking about, not being able to get one hired. I mean, if they're not looking for this line of work, it's actually making it easier on the back end for me instead of people like that I've had where they stayed either for a short time or up to nine months where they're like, I don't think this is for me. And I'm like, nine months later, I'm like, well, thanks for that. Right. You know, it, it, it's like, I spent a lot of time. You have helped. You have definitely helped the company. Um, but yeah, no. And I, I, I heard with Ginger, her aspirations in her voice, as far as saying, I want more than what Best Buy has to offer. Anytime that she said the name of Best Buy, even if she had a noise gate on her microphone of any kind, noise suppression, I could hear her fingernails digging into the side of her leg when she said Best Buy. <laughs> it sounded like there were parts of the job that she enjoyed, but mm -hmm. overall, there was a lot of the corporate template that she did not. By the way, this uh, is not sponsored by Best Buy, if anybody is curious. No. Well... Because the thing was, is I was the I was the entire diversity of my team, and I'm not ragging on anybody we've ever had on the podcast. I'm not ragging on you know you guys, but my entire team was straight white dudes in a conservative section of the country, and I am very loud. I have bright colored hair. I have a big ass undercut, and. I don't back down from shit. So it made me the target for anything goes wrong, anything bad. Corporate would go, well, you're a woman. You should have more. You should have uh, collected more donations for St. Jude's. Well, I'm sorry. I'm delivering 25 TVs in eight hours, and I have six hours of drive time, not including time for me to unload, unstrap, my cargo and take it into houses and do the spiel of talking to people. I'm shoving more work than what should be shoved at me in a shorter period of time. But because I'm a woman, I should have more donations to St. Jude's. Fuck you. Like there was right. a lot of that kind of stuff. That's just bullshit. But my little old ladies who just would sit there and go, okay, I've got to write down every single step on how to watch my shows this evening and I'd sit with them while they chicken scratched the instructions and drew a diagram of their remote control for them. Like I loved that kind of stuff. Those interactions that I had where I felt like I was truly helping people. And then, you know, it was also really cool to walk into a millionaire's house and go, this is fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, and just see that section of life. Yeah, and speaking of those millionaire houses, I walk into them every time and go, there's two of you, you don't fucking need all this. You don't. Right. You could have went to a school, you could have opened up a, a fucking a puppy adoption center or anything else. You definitely, you got a popcorn machine, you can't even eat popcorn, you fucker. Um, right. You've got... That's what goes through my head. Instead, it's, okay, What what's going on today? Oh, oh, uh, the toilet isn't draining correctly. Oh, I'm so excited to be here so that I could get your shitter working. I mean, I know that you should cinnamon buns and everything else because you're in the upper, upper class and everything else like that. But mm. it's that that's one of the irks of my job as similar to yours where the, I'm assuming there were a number of times where this was the third 
or fourth entertainment system, if not more, in one house for the upper echelon. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, I'm... Hey, hey, man, there's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> you and your friends bend down the hatches because when it hits, you're all going to wonder how you ever thought you could live so large and leave so little for the rest of us. Dude... So, <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm, I'm, you're trying to, I'm picturing <laughs> Batman in like Alabama right now. Right. <laughs> I don't like you, Joker. You got some coming around. You got some funny ideas, buddy. Coming around here with all your knife violence and your hooded figures that laugh at everything that you say. You know what? You're not that funny. You're not that funny. <laughs> I didn't even like that purple coat on Prince, and he wrote some good tunes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's it's like, you know, I'm installing your entertainment system, and my truck is loaded with $100,000 for a single room. And I'm like, bruh, you spent more in this one transaction than I've made in the last three years combined. Go fuck yourself. Like, well, and all, uh, to clarify also, I, I believe I could speak for Ginger. This is not coming from an air of uh, envy of any kind. No. But it definitely is, is like, this is on the high side as well as, the low side, but in the in this case on the high side, the frayed edges are for society and how it's kind of broken as a wheel to begin with. I mean, the wheel was invented round and we have as a society become a square wheel. Yeah. Well, the only thing that's round about it is that it uh, exists to constantly reproduce itself. It's a big cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But like the thing that fucking bugs me about it is that we uh, we fucking hail and kneel to the fucking scepter of capitalist fucking reality, man. Oh, it's the Benadryl talking. Uh, but, like, <laughs> we could, like, you know, things like fucking, you know, national debt in squalor, we could, there's enough money in the world where we could share it evenly. And I'm, yeah, I sound like such a communist. Um... <laughs> But like you know, it's a. I'm with you. (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is, it's a completely made-up system, and we fucking kneel to the altar of this made-up system because, like, we're told it's the only thing that fucking works. But we could actually change it in an instant. But instead, we choose to comfortably live in a system that actually the only way that people in those positions. Like positions, sorry, uh, succeed is for people on the bottom to fail, and yeah. we yep. talk about an opportunity in that framework. Then becomes a complete, um, you know, it's a false, it, it's a false profit. Profit, sorry, fucking hell, the Benadryl's <laughs> really doing a number. Yeah, uh, but you, you know what I mean? Opportunity, right. opportunity becomes a false profit because in the current model the good opportunities come always at a cost. And the, unfortunately, the cost is picked up by people that don't look like, don't act like, and don't think like the people that fucking are in charge of the machine. Man. Mm. 
yeah, whether they're born into it or if they wind up actually working their way up to that model, which are few and far between. But the bottom line is the reason we have a society that we do is because man needs a ritual and certain people feel vital in whatever role, whether they be part of the underground, if they're part of the government or if they are part of uh, Best Buy. Right. Um, or a plumber <laughs> or a Benadryl aficionado. Um, <laughs> you know, wh- whatever it may be is that man needs a ritual, to quote the great uh, words of Lewis Black. Um, hopefully you don't have to edit that part out. I don't know if that's actually DMCA. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that we find our ways in here. And the fact of the matter is, I, I, I really feel, and this is something that I've talked about, and again, I haven't... And I have not done LLC uh, or anything strong, uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that the way to utopia is through self-sacrifice. And if we actually literally thought nothing but each other, we'd have our own backs covered by each other, mm-hmm. almost in a military fashion of sorts. Um, mm-hmm. But what the fuck were we talking about? Dude, we were talking about <laughs> like the... I'm pretty, pretty sure we were talking about my rug. <laughs> oh. Yeah. This is. I like that rug. It really ties the room together, right? Well, it, it's funny. You, you guys, t- I'm. I will get uh, irrationally angry if I keep going down that road. Um, but not rugs. No, not rugs. I'm gonna take it back to oh. to rugs and stuff. It it's so funny because like people, uh, people in my life know that like I've lived a very kind of transient life in a way where I've moved more times than years I've been alive. Like I've moved over 30 times in my life. I'm 30 years old. And so the baby, I know a hell of a hell of a way balance board, by the way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But like, so I lit like, Everything that I own fits in my bedroom and my closet and my bathroom and my apartment. With the exception of a few things like in my living room that like my roommate and I share. But like I don't have a ton of like I have stuff but I don't have a ton of like extra like stuff. And I don't have a lot of like furniture and stuff. So like everybody who comes over to my apartment and they come into my room and they're just like oh your walls are empty this is real cozy (laughs) like yeah by the time i get shit put up it's time to take it down and move again (laughs) so like i don't have who the fuck are they to say cozy what are they estate agents (laughs) right fuck off it's it feels (laughs) so impersonal in a way and it's like well i mean well you want to do it for for me That, that there was an old argument about people that, especially with cell phones um, these days, that go ahead and they take pictures of every little fucking thing from their mm-hmm. feet as they're walking on pavement they've never been on or the food that they're eating that's out of the country. They're they're looking through the lens and missing the experience right. of where they are. Meanwhile, if people don't have a luxurious house that is owned by Ginger Snap 67 because of all of her followers and subs. Uh-huh. Um, sure. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is instead of going ahead and having everything that is on the walls that tells people who you are, 
that leaves you to tell them who you are, and it's a much more personal uh, encounter. Yeah. Well, I mean, because you both know me well enough to know that, like, I'll drop a message and be very vague about something, but as soon as I get a chance to actually, like, talk, talk, like, it, I do my damnedest to make sure that everybody knows that they're welcome to talk to me, they're welcome to hang out, we're welcome to, you know... Uh, Kick your feet or you know, kick your feet up and take off your shoes and your coat. Hang a while, chat, or don't say anything, and just be in the experience. I mean, I'm a firm believer in you know you can take pictures and you can you know take memories of stuff, but I'm a firm believer in living in an experience. So I don't take pictures and recordings at concerts. I don't take pictures and recordings. At drag shows, unless I'm asked to, like, I don't do that kind of stuff and not knocking the people that do, but I want to live that experience because I would rather have a memory that I can relive the feelings of instead of looking at a picture and going, wait, where was this? What was it? Well, it also makes you yearn for that experience because, unfortunately, memories are both fleeting and, over time, sometimes false. It could be from the beginning or the end. But it leaves you wanting to relive relive that experience again Mm -hmm. at the same time. It kind of makes life a little bit more yearning and you wanting to do things at that point at the same time. Yeah. I mean, we took – so I saw my family for the first time in three years back in February. And we took a lot of pictures of, like, me and my little sister and me and my uh, me and my older sister and me and the boys. Uh, you know, we, we took a lot of pictures like that, but we didn't take pictures of, um, of, like, the experience of watching my younger sister extract my older sister's tooth. We didn't take pictures and video of that because that is a moment that I, that like, I wanted to live in. Granted, I was orbiting Mars at the same time, but you know, it was just, right. It like, I don't need to take photos of that kind of stuff because if I forget the memory, something will trigger that memory in conversation. So, like, I like to, I know that I can step away from technology and, um, you know, step back and detach from it. And But before you do, remember to click that follow button on Ginger Talks. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're literally, like, going by our screen names like we're in the fucking Matrix. Right. right. <laughs> um. Real quick. Which, by the way, if I woke up in the real world and everyone's calling me Druid, that ain't so bad. Wait, well, as the British guy here, I should be like Richard Quest on CNN. <laughs> oh, that's it. British. Uh, I've been trying to fucking figure that out. No, English people have the actual best accent. Um, and along with that, also put out some of the best productions as well. Like a show like Good Omens that I just recently watched the first season 
of, uh, I would recommend Good Omens, not a sponsor, but if they want to be, um, Good Omens is, uh, an awesome show. Uh, I, I think with the U.S. we could never make up our mind. That's why every fucking state we have a different goddamn accent. Mm-hmm. And that's me coming from New York to Colorado, where I am now. Yeah. Well, I, I think what what a lot of people don't realize or don't hear is how, I, like, we are such a small aisle, but the regional spread of accents is so diverse. Yeah. And... You, you're kind of like, in a way, hitting it lucky with me because I've got this kind of neutral thing going on. A conglomeration almost. Yeah, so I, I used to have a Scottish accent when I was a child. And it got mercilessly uh, fucking beaten out of me at, at, at preschool. They They all thought I was super weird. And now I've got this. Uh, I don't know what it is. So, the, like, where where I'm from, I've mentioned it on the podcast many times before. Where I'm from, uh, our, our accent is actually voted the least attractive in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm turned on. It's a good thing I'm sitting down. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I, I I understand it's like having long form talk with Hugh Grant right now. Like, oh, I don't know. I oh. mean, right now it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm talking about Druid. I, however, have the nickname of Pimento, and I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah, a couple of couple of dried out olives there. God damn it! Uh, um, yeah, but oh, we're, wow. we're 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 the least attractive accent in the country, um, and that's for a whole menopause section of the audience. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody, our next guest, Whoopi Goldberg. Fuck. Do me a favor when you have Cal Goron, call him Whoopi Goldberg just as a deep cut. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I'm scared. Just call him Whoopi. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll go to the Star Trek route and call him like Guinan Gore. <laughs> so, and, and that's the thing about Cal, both Lou and Cal, I stream with. Uh, pretty frequently to uh, kind of bring it back to a base tone. Um, Lou, uh, since the beginning of streaming, uh, I've been with Lou Calgor, I want to say about March or April of 2021. So probably about, I would say regularly two or three months after I uh, started streaming because I went from my potato, as the kids say, up (laughs) to RBG, I think is what the kids say these days. RGB. Um, RGB. Bless you. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I'm read, trying to read hieroglyphs. Yes. I mean, there there is only so much. I mean, there's a reason I left preschool back in the day, because if I have that many fucking colors going off near me, I am going to have ADD if I don't already have it. Um, and it, I, I have... My PC uh, cooler and then the uh, graphics card, which I had no idea were going to be RGB when I got them, but they are. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, as far as uh, history with streaming, uh, no, Calgore is uh, one of the people you throw something like that out there with him. Yeah, he's uh, it, 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 
it's one of the things I can I can broadside him pretty quickly because if anybody says they are the spawn of chaos, I can be as well. But I'm being respectful with the podcast. Well, so because the thing is, is you and Lou and I used to play hunt together, and we, oh, all the time we played hunt together a a lot, and um. When I couldn't always stream with you guys, you met Cal somewhere in there, and uh, Cal is phenomenal. There's something so... Uh, Cal is this calm-fronted chaos. Like, the things that come out of Cal's mouth, and so many of the things that he knows and understands and, like, can speak on... It it makes me kind of feel dumb sometimes. And not, like, I mean, and that's just because, like, it's like, god damn, why are all y'all so knowledgeable about shit? Fuck you. <laughs> Cal has a lot of worldly knowledge. Lou has a lot of people knowledge mm -hmm. uh, when it comes down to these very personable. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that um, Cal will pull a lot of things as far as worldly knowledge out on you. He is very knowledgeable. I mean, and, and is Twitch specific with the gaming world. Mm -hmm. um, and he will pull a lot of information out on me where I just sit there. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right now. Like you are <laughs> going to an esoteric uh, wormhole that I, I'm listening. So I just to let you know, I'm going to stand here and listen, but I have nothing to add to the conversation other than, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I feel that with Cal, like, uh, as, as someone that's bothered him multiple times is, uh, I'm something of like a refer reference bot, right? Like a patchwork of ridiculous references. And that guy always, like, like sometimes I can like say shit to people and they go like, "Hey, what the fuck are you talking about?" Mm -hmm. And Cal always just fucking understands every single reference that I'm throwing out there to him. I must admit, not yeah. that I'm the the fucking like keeper of information or anything, <laughs> but yeah, we're all the different facets on the diamond of uh, humankind. Um. This is the facet of uh, Cal when it comes down to. Besides, we don't have to keep fucking talking about it. He's going to be on one of the right. uh, coming. Um, and uh, but Lou as well. Uh, I think one of the things uh, that Lou definitely goes ahead and brings up a lot on his stream, which is good for a lot of people to come into his stream, is uh, that no matter ADHD or social anxiety. Um, a depression, things like that. He definitely has a very good way of keeping the mainstay where you do not feel like an outcast mm -hmm. uh, with it. And uh, feel free to cut this. Ginger, she just fucking calls everybody out on what they are. It's fucked up. I can't go in her shirt. Whoa. Um, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> um, nah, she doesn't. She doesn't. She's very personable. Besides us getting cut. Um, and that was the ginger... That was the Ginger Talks podcast, everyone. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's it's been a pleasure with going ahead and with Lou, uh, Cal on a regular Ginger. It's been a while. We need to do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> see how I see how I get to you, Ginger. Um, and uh, <laughs> but um, 
I it, it it's been a pleasure. I I'm not in any way, shape, or form personally. I like the community aspect of Twitch. I like um, a lot of people getting to know one another. It's another form of socializing. Is it the traditional? No, because this is all fucking new compared to millions of years. Right. All of a sudden, we had an alien spacecraft that landed, and we had technology. Um, I don't really believe that, but it's a fucking possibility. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> thank you, Area 51, which is a sponsor. Um, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> go ahead and search Area 51 and disappear over the night. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> if there's a if there's a guy, bunch of guys in black suits that come to your door after searching Area 51, go in their van. Just go. Just go. It'll it's, be a fucking trip. It'll be it's great. A stripping, it's a stripper gram. It's fun. Yeah. No, I mean, don't uh-huh. ask questions. Just go and enjoy the ride. <laughs> well, and- exactly. Yeah, but but to but to go back to something you just said, I mean, like I I had a thought today when I was getting the quarter milk from uh, the store at the bottom right street. Uh, I realized something, you know, think about, like, normality, right? Normality takes so long to, like, take hold and become the accepted state, but in the comparison to, like, what the universe fucking replicates as normal, normality is the fucking least natural thing that you could ever conceive some kind of social order and no like normality in the wake of some kind of like fucking crazy chaotic fucking spree of shit so just fucking just realize it's made up well normality normality is death um and I'm not saying that you got to go ahead and be shock jock or you got to go ahead and be on uh, fucking Twitter with I'll get uh, I'm gonna come back around to this because this has been a personal irk as of late. Um, but you don't have to be on Twitter going ahead and blowing the rods to the roof or anything else like that. But just fucking be yourself. And the fact of the matter is, if anyone goes ahead and clashes with that, then they're not for you. And that goes back to the whole uh, speed okay. dating aspect of things. Preacher, like. But- yeah, but also, also think you like understand that you're not the fucking main character in existence. Yeah, you're no. just privy to what you fucking see, right? And that, and you can't move mountains uh, with your will, right? No matter what Kevin Foggy tells you, um, you know, just fucking live, be well, fucking give to your fellow man. Understand that we're all in that fucking. Uh, the the colander of our time together, and then eventually the water runs out. So just fucking yeah. There is no guidebook for life. You're writing it as you go. Yes. If anybody ever, if one person that is listening to this has a question about something that you know they did that might be well questionable, <laughs> <laughs> um, not to be repeated to death, but it's like evaluate that. Is it me? Is it them? It's not bad to live in your own head time to time the rest of the time. Make sure it's not too long of a fucking staycation in your own brain and then just move on from it. And that that was that's one of the things I dealt with growing up. I had horrific social anxiety. I could not talk to people outside the family or the handful of family member friends or friends of the family mm-hmm. um, that I came into speaking 
when I had the ability to speak. Uh, and it was one of the things, along with a lot of other things, that I, I, I came out of the veil real quick with. And it, it's just be yourself. Make sure you are not impeding on another person's personal space, hearing, sight, anything else along the lines. Have a little bit of you know consideration when it comes down to it. But mm-hmm. uh, that's my tip talk. Well, because... When you and I started getting really close, Fatal, I mean, we would, we had many deep conversations. Oh, tons of sexting. I uh, know. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was great. Uh, <laughs> but. I mean, Ginger went through like four keyboards. <laughs> Either because they mechanically broke or because of contamination. Oh, fuck off. Whatever. <laughs> but, no, as, as, as long as the pH is right, then yeah. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fuck. But, <laughs> Sorry, that was no, the, no, no. Worst, the worst thing I could have said. I, I brought it up one notch from that, and I stopped myself. <laughs> I was going to come up with an acronym for a PH, but go ahead. Oh, God. But, I mean, we had very <laughs> many, like, I feel like you and I are people who look at the reality of situations, and we look at the reality of what's going on, and... We can know and recognize, like, if we're being irrational, if we're being dumb, if, like, you know, I mean, you are a lot, you are someone who I feel like has a pretty good grasp on those things, but we talked very openly about a lot of stuff, and um, I'm pretty, if someone has a question about me or my life, I'm very much willing to, to have conversations. Like I think everybody who has been around me at all knows that. I mean, I've been pretty vulnerable on the podcast this season just because of shit that's gone on in my life, you know, in the last few months. And it, you know, the thing is, is I'm a, I'm, 30 years old now and it's taken 30 years for me to really hit that point but so many people don't fucking get there they don't know how to like be real with themselves and being real with yourself also means being real with other people and that's fucking like just be fucking you man like two things to that real quick one i apologize i wasn't listening i was watching my bird feeder outside second um (laughs) was that this is a thing anyone who doesn't know who they are that is never going to stop you're constantly going to evaluate yourself your actions certain things are going to be spontaneous and inspirational that you do in the moment um, and you're like regretful of it or why did I do that questioning or anything else? Don't let it fucking hang you up unless the cops come to your door. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it for a friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's so many people are going to sit on as far as uh, things that come from your own life. It, there's going to be people that say and all of a sudden start 
preaching and I'm not going to get deep into this. A lot of people want to preach from a very popular book that you'll find at most hotels in the draw <laughs> is you're not supposed to do this or that. It's like, fuck you. That book was written when the life expectancy of people was 25 or 30 fucking years old. Right. Yeah. It's and like, not, and not even Marvel has a fucking talking snake in it. Right. Oh God. God. They opted for I mean, a fucking I, raccoon instead. Same diff. I, I've read a lot of literature that has something that is shaped like a snake, and none of it has gotten me any kind of source of peace or anything else. But <laughs> you, you, you got to live in the moment, and that is part of what streaming is about. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I'm personally, I'm not doing it for uh, financial or anything else. Like, I'm doing it because I like the community and the shit that comes out of our mouth while we're streaming. Uh, we have so many meme moments. Yes. It, it's even like when I said before, hello, Druid, and fuck you, Ginger. Right. One of the meme moments, I go into Ginger's stream and she will be fuck you, Fatal. And I'm like, I take it as a compliment. Right. It became hashtag fuck you fatal after a while. Uh-huh. Um, if you actually look up hashtag fuck you fatal, you will be able to find me. Um, but there are certain people that latch onto that, making it their own and kind of twisting it. Mm. Um, it. It's parts of the darker side of Twitch that I won't go into unless anybody else here goes ahead and fucking tips into it. But um, it, it, it's been an enjoyable experience and go ahead the the thing on that though is that there's good and bad in everything like so yeah we you know sometimes you have a bad night where you've you've had bad games and and it fucks with you or sometimes you have an interaction in chat that just fucking sucks dick and that could be a good fucking direction i mean it could be though but that's the thing is like you know it, there's good and bad in every fucking thing, and as long as the good still outweighs the bad, fucking go for it. Like, I, so many people who who say to me, like, you know, oh, you still stream after everything, or you know, blah blah blah, and I'm like, the good is outweighing the bad. What? Why would I stop? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing with me as well and which Druid will when he starts uh, streaming. By the way, everyone go ahead and click uh, follow on Druid Knowledge on Twitch just to go <laughs> ahead. I think he's at 12 followers right now. Um, the, uh, the fact of the matter Please don't. No, no, you, you should. Um, but there's good. Don't feel compelled to throw money at the people, don't feel compelled. You want to do something that makes you feel good for you, go ahead and do it by all means. Don't if you're already feeling good and you want to feel better, it's a good experience. That's the way that I look at it. Um, I've I have definitely, you know, spent a fair amount of money on Twitch myself for people, and just for that moment, that made for and. Uh, Drew, excuse me, Ginger. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> Ginger, you... you <laughs> I'm trying to include you. Easy, easy mistakes, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah the, 
Very similar. I, it's just, I, I'm feeling compelled to pull you out of the Benadryl, uh, Benadryl fucking coma time to time. So it's like, I, I, I'm feeling like I, I, I got to drew you out of well, it. You, um, you, don't, you don't want me there, buddy. Trust me. <laughs> you have no idea how much I want you there. Um, but the fact that... <laughs> the fact that... But I understand. Um, married and all that. Um, but it's an enjoyable experience when you take it for the base of what it is. People get it in gaming. Tell you if they want to know something. Um, not that that's happened to me more than twice. Um, it, it, it's enjoyable experience. The podcast is enjoyable, enjoyable experience. There's plenty of shit out there. I know there was something. Oh, Sorry, I know I'm probably going on a bit of a tangent here, but I'm also coming around full circle and taking a jug handle in New Jersey. People in New Jersey will get that, uh, <laughs> like you, Druid. Um, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> um, get out of Staten Island, for fuck's sake. Get out of fucking Staten Island. <laughs> my home borough. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy. Someone that actually has a thought in their fucking head that lives in that area. By the way, if you, you don't have the click follow, if you live in Staten Island, it's understandable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you got the number of Tony, Tony Soprano's therapist? Kind of, a little bit. Um, but, oh and talking about feeling a good about yourself and i've brought this up on stream a couple times because i personally can't stand it is twitter mm -hmm. um not twitter itself but the fact the matter of the amount of cleavage or boobage that is on twitter uh-huh do you know where i'm going with this ginger i i have a feeling i know exactly where you're going and i well, i already said what it is is Twitter is, you know, is, but it's just the fact of the matter is, I've got a uh, G90, uh, was a G933 uh, mouse uh, from Logitech, not a sponsor. Um, and there's a little button that I can click so that the mouse wheel freely spins on its own. Mm -hmm. I cannot do that because if I speed through uh, Twitter, the amount of cleavage will create a crease in my monitor that will split it in half. Yeah. I am all for somebody feeling good about their body. I'm all for what people possibly that want to give a good experience or something along those lines, but it is oddly enough, not something <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this, but something that I don't necessarily want shoved down my fucking throat. Right. Well, so, so feel free hard. to edit. It's so hard right now. <laughs> I know. God, uh, I could feel that rug right now. Can you feel it? <laughs> well, it I, I'm surprised you didn't hear it on the microphone. Just that, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like te testing. Oh, fuck. There he is. Thank you, like, this. <laughs> Another desk with an indent from the bottom. Uh huh. <laughs> well, it's a bar, it's a barhole bomb. <laughs> it, as a woman who has never been conventionally attractive, like I'm comfortable 
in myself and how I look and, you know, everything. Like, do I want to lose some weight? Yeah. Is it because I feel vain about it? No. I just want to be healthier. Like, I want to get back into running because I actually like fucking running. And I just want to be healthier for me. I will never be twitch thought skinny with the big old titties and the tiny waist and the no ass. Like, that's not going to be me. And I accepted that a long fucking time ago. And if you're confident in your body and you feel good about your body, go off, sis. But remember that there are people who just don't give a fuck. Mm. Like... And and yeah, fine. And I applaud any woman who, you know, sets up an OnlyFans and feels good about themselves and they do that. Fine, whatever. You do you, boo-boo. That's not for me, but the amaranths and the alinities of the world. I'm sorry. The whole hot tub fucking meta on Twitch, it was basically... I don't know who you're talking about and I am not subscribed and I do not like the insinuation. You know, uh, I, I, I again feel like I'm like fucking reading hieroglyphs. What the fuck are you talking about? So, uh, um, there were girls on Twitch who are uh, still, um, yeah. but they would wear. So, Twitch's TOS was that you couldn't be in your underwear and bra, but there was nothing against wearing a bikini. Or bathing suits, as long as the the finer points of the bits were covered. Well, what these girls were doing was they were doing hot tub streams where they'd sit in a hot tub or a kiddie pool in a bikini. And if you donated like five or like 25 gift subs, I saw on one of them, they would go off screen and change to a more revealing bikini. Which is the only stream that Calgore had a camera. <laughs> and like, He's going to fucking hate me. It's morphin' it's time. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, fine. If that's how you choose to make your money, fine. I don't care. But on Twitter, on Facebook, on Twitch, on YouTube, there are sites designed for content like that. I mean, Pornhub. See the big deep cut circle back around. Uh, we brought it right Start back the around. Chimes. Yes, we did. But like, and my big, and I'm sorry, but my big take on it is that if you're gonna go ahead and do things like that, life, I hate to tell most people, is a fucking war. You can enjoy yourself, but when you start giving aspects of yourself like that out. There is, there's no. There's a price that you. There's a price that you pay. Yeah. And creepers and everything else like that, like Amarith, who that you wind up going ahead and I can hear Druid knowledge. I recognize the keyboard sounds. He's typing A M R. Amarith titty pics spring break 2022 backspace O U R. Um, yeah, but, hot, hot, hot tub fun 2022 Twitch. Oh wait, sorry, this isn't Google. Oh fuck. And you got a summer worth of self love there. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that I just it is 
it's it's taking you away. I'm not a fucking Puritan or a Quaker or anything else that people are going to start putting me in the fucking category of, but it's, it's rough. It's like, I literally, like, I will scroll through and all of a sudden there will be that picture. And I'm like, yes, but it's like, don't you have any fucking res- like respect at that point? You, And it's not just that one picture. And then once I go ahead and click on them and then I click and I find their OnlyFans and then I wake up after a short nap because I'm comfortably sleeping. And then I look again and <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Drew. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it, it it's 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 numbing, and the fact of the matter is, at the same time, I just feel like they should have a little bit more self respect for him. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, I've been uh, I've been quietly biting my tongue for some time now, uh, not because like, I, like I'm like I know I'm I saw like, the dent on the bottom of your desk. I'm like, I, it's not, it's, you know, I, and by the way, listeners at home, like you should have faith in the fact that I'm not like some like bonerific fucking creep by now, but um, like. A, um, thank you for not including me in your got a grip on reality conversation, Ginger. Uh, B, you know, not that, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree with what you're saying, but I think it's the symptom of a larger problem that social media presents, right? And, And I noticed this through... You know, I've worked in education for many years now, and I see new generations come up and what they prioritize and what they think. Here's the thing I think everything that we're talking about is encompassed in this larger problem where we need to address the fact that, like, you know, and I kind of half said it earlier, you, you're not the most important person in the world right now, guys. And it's nice to feel all eyes on you for like a short period of time when you're in the hot tub and you've got your little jingly janglers out and you're playing Elden Ring poorly. Wow, thank you for watching uh, my only fans, by the way. Uh, you're playing Elden Ring poorly to a, a a barrage of people that masturbate over you and pretend they don't. But there's this larger encompassing problem there. And it it, it comes uh, under the guise of fast entertainment, fast and easy. And we live in such a time where TikTok prevails and all these different things prevail. Even the nature of photography. Photography is something that we talked about earlier. If you think about the thing of analog moving to digital, the tactile nature of reality begins to change when it goes online, right? Mm-hmm. And th- things that would be left out for like a photograph for it, for like for example, uh, something would that might have lasted two hundred years after your death, and it might have been passed down through generations. Like that photograph now changes because it you might lose all those memories through time as you get a new phone and you don't like keep your pictures and everything. But then we like have this like sucker punch come in from fast entertainment and so many people get so notorious so quickly for so little time uh, on so little effort that in fact that 
we have people that don't have attention spans to look at like larger pieces of like discourse, culture, mm-hmm. and art. But instead of spoon fed these fucking, uh, you know, ideas and concepts in pill form and entertainment in pill form, and they see that it's really easy to get a piece of that like that pie themselves. And and what you do is that you replicate you like replicate a load of babies that can't sit in their barber chair for more than twenty minutes without looking at uh like fucking X three X yeah yeah OnlyFans uh, I was I, I was gonna go for like I was gonna go for Smosh <laughs> or you're talking about the babies on a tablet yeah but uh, but but what I'm saying is that you've got this reproduction of fast entertainment and fast ideas where anyone. Uh, that is blessed by the all-powerful hand of the algorithm could have their moment in the sun, right? Mm-hmm. But then the fallout of that that I see in younger generations is, and I work with them closely, is that they... Not that understanding your own insignificance is the heart of piety in, in everything that you do and, and makes you a virtuous person, but I actually think that there's a juxtaposition there. Everyone thinks that like they're the most important person in the universe, and this goes on to like opinions. Your Facebook aunt all of a sudden has become a sociology major, right? Because she's read something on like uh, Zergnet.com about celebrity earnings, and all of a sudden she knows that uh, you know fucking Epstein didn't kill himself and uh, and all this and all that and 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 what you get is this like reproducing factor of people becoming um inept and ill-informed social critics and everyone all of a sudden has become a social critic and within that is the hot tub stream right mm-hmm. where you are the center of some kind of universe for like for some time to some people, and it's relatively insignificant, right? But that becomes the biggest thing in the world. And one person succeeds at it, they see it, and it's easy information, they see that succeeding, and it comes to them easy, so they replicate that. And so, you know, it's almost like a micro-management of culture, because culture's become something that can fit a thousand times through the eye of a needle. Mm -hmm. And you know, this I this idea of like even in pornography, right, we were joking about Pornhub. But, you know, I I I had a, a thing just today in the school that I work at, uh in the youngest uh group of students that I I teach, so these kids are like tw- like twelve, thirteen years old. And there was one kid's birthday in the class, his thirteenth birthday, and he goes to me, uh and and you know, excuse my French here, and anyone that's listened will know that I teach the unsavoury members of society, so it's not representative, but he goes to me, Mike, I'm going to get myself a Latino uh, big-ass bitch for for my birthday. I'm like, that kind of language wouldn't fucking echo out of anyone's mouth uh, pre this sensation of, like, overstimulation and unpreparedness for uh coming coming with this like fast graph gratification please stop me please stop me someone no so i'm (laughs) no i mean jesus christ i mean you fucking borrowed neil degrees's fuck tyson's fucking brain right there that was the longest harangue that i've heard you go on i fucking loved it well so 
I'll, I'll take it. You you hit every point that we made throughout this entire fucking cast so far. Well, and as so, I I made the the agreement and the deal that I would not uh, divulge too much about the show. But I recently went to a a tour show from a very popular YouTuber who runs in the gaming Let's Play sphere. He's a Twitch streamer. Like, we're talking multi-million subscribers on YouTube, sits anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 subs on Twitch. Like, dude's got a big following. And he just did a touring show. Uh, he's actually, at time of recording, he's done the first two shows of the second leg of the tour. But one thing he talks about in the tour that he he drops hints about throughout the entire thing is do not become an influencer a content creator don't do it don't trust influencers and content creators and youtubers and streamers because most of the time if they're big and successful they're not 100% who they make themselves out to be mm-hmm. And Echo, I, echoed by the fact that their content becomes, as soon as they hit their zenith of success, those content creators fall off the fucking wagon like nine times out of ten. Well, and this this guy has been a YouTuber for ten years, and he talks so much about you know not trusting YouTubers and and doing all these things. And he did one thing for one video that's been deleted, but everybody fucking talks to him about that thing that he did and everybody is constantly making jokes about it and and fine but that's going to follow him forever he's been making youtube videos since he was 15 meaning he's 25 now and he will never be able to sit down and have an office day job after being a full-time content creator because of some of the things that are out there on the internet and that's true. You know, the thing that I will say is I think in the group of streamers that have been around my community, whether they're, you know, you know, Fatal, you have your own community, Lou has his own, Adzi has has their own, like everybody has their own community, but I feel like pretty much everybody we have on is pretty real and true to who they are when you talk to them on and off screen, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not many of us who there's not a present or a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That false front. We're not, we're not faking it. We're not masking who we actually are. We're very real. Um, it's the beauty of the format though, that we talk for so long that if, even if you were duplicitous in that way, we're going to fucking get you and guest questions, bruh. Yeah. I'm like, going to snipe the fuckers out. And it's... But I don't think we really have any of that. I think everybody is pretty authentically who they are. And we all have to keep some things for ourselves. We have to. Because if, we, if you don't, you're just <laughs> fucking unhappy. But, like... I'm pretty pretty open and honest about shit that goes on in my life and about my job and and different shit and 
but that's different where fatal is more about the game that's actually being played. And, but if I say, Hey fatal, how are you doing today? I'm not going to get, thank you. yeah, I'm not going to get a fucking lie about, you know, Oh, you know, everything is 100% hunky dory, peachy keen. If it's not a good day, he's going to say, and it's been kind of a shit day and he doesn't yeah. need to elaborate on it, but he can, if he wants, like it's, mm-hmm. but that is, Fatal. You always time me out for 600 seconds. I don't do shit. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, if I drop Fatal a message and say, hey, Fatal, how you doing? He's either going to tell me or he's not, but he's not going to lie. He's not going to put up a face. He's not going to put up a front. He's mm. going to be himself in that reply. So transparency. Yes. And... So- I'm just thinking about the wisecrack YouTube video about this podcast where they uh, say that philosophically the mandate, the job of the Ginger Talks podcast is to remind everyone we're all individuals and we're all together and we're a big community. I mean... And we're, we're growing. We are. But it's... And thinking about big fucking creators... Because we, we all have our experiences with larger creators where we can, you know, pop into chat and they know who we are or we talk to them on a, on a personal level. Like, we all know that, at least I think, that you get to a certain point and you have to start shielding and hiding more right. of that. And it's fucking miserable to fucking do that shit. You know, if I could, you know, I did that long tirade not that long ago, but if I could make a caveat to the whole points being made here, it would be this. And I've made this point on the podcast before, uh, 100%. But, like, think about, you know, if you look at the Oxford English Dictionary and you look at the definition of the word content, right, Mm -hmm. and you, you go and you think and understand what that means, you understand that, what content is now is what we would call culture in the past. Mm-hmm. And then you think about how the nature of how we pass on ideas have changed. This kind of mimetic uh, desire has changed over the years. You begin to realize uh, when you think about the definition of media and culture being renamed content, there's a philosophical in- implication that changes the nature of reproducing ideas and reproducing artistic ideas and reproducing creative thought. And then that, under the guise of content, that becomes something that is a commodity Mm. rather than a principle. And uh, that's, that's my make drop moment. Yeah. It's, it's fucking wild. What I will say though, kind of, you know, being authentic one thing is, that I know that I, I noticed with Fatal there for a while is he there were times when, you know, Fatal had done the whole, you know, bright I'm still here. Bright light on the face. I know. <laughs> a bright light on the face, uh, you know, doing the whole the whole streamer thing where everybody can fucking see every detail of your face, but you started turning off your your face light and uh, and stuff because it was giving you migraines, if I remember right. Yes. And 
I haven't seen you turn on, you do this thing that I absolutely love where it's, there's a little bit of light behind you on the wall. And then I yeah. don't see, we don't see a whole lot of your, your face. It's just very dark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I got those messages from you said it was very sexy. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> and then she had to buy another keyboard. Um, the, uh, hey, Hey, is that Ryan Gosling in drive? <laughs> I, I, I look like Kevin Bacon and Jim Carrey had a fucking kid and I'm not going to fucking kid about that whatsoever. <laughs> but I, yeah, one of the things I realized that the the uh, the lights I used to have behind my desk uh, very haphazardly, I had um, two lights that were set up at the very beginning of streaming, and then I actually put pieces of paper over the lights because I'm like, I need less light. It is killing my eyes, and then. Finally, I got rid of the fucking lights. I have one room light, mm -hmm. uh, a fucking standing lamp over in the far corner of my room, which is probably about eight, I'd say about eight feet from me or so. I I can't take the light in my eyes any longer. I made it a channel point redeem for me to relax my eyes because I will feel, especially playing games like Hunt, mm -hmm. which is a dumpster fire right now. Um, it... um. I, I had to do it. I got the accent light in the back. I thought it was a nice touch. They had yeah. some little bit of color. Um, give some people, you know, something to focus on without it having to be in my face. I, again, the content for me was the main thing, along with the bullshit that we're talking about. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, but for my personal needs were to limit the amount of light that was in front of me. Um uh, and again, Hunt being one of the main games that I used to stream. Um, <laughs> I, no, and not to go off on a tangent, but fuck it, you gave me the wheel. Um, <laughs> speaking about transparency, um, and speaking about the fact that the Benadryl was wearing off, and to speak about... Ginger's only fans is that Whoa. hunt. <laughs> hey, listen, you want to find out? You got to go pay. Um, <laughs> Can I just say the Benadryl's just kicking in a second gear? I think. Fuck it. Oh. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We'll yeah, see well, where I'm, I'm, well, I'm thinking, like, apparently, I'm writing a fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, where are we going and why are we in this handbasket? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, one of the things I would like to talk about is we're talking about transparency. We're talking about bureaucracy. We're talking about people not putting up a false front, um, is a game like hunt from Crytek or using their cry engine, which is going down the line. Right now, their game compared to when um, going way back in the day, it was actually Calgor, Lou, and then Ginger shortly thereafter uh, that we played a fair amount of it. This game has turned into a colossal dumpster fire. I still will pick it up and play it time to time because some of the servers react nicely, but and I, uh, Druid, I don't know if you've seen any of uh, the hunt streams, whether it be mine or anybody else's. Uh, I have. Okay. Have you seen any gripes with it or people making comments about rubber banding or shit like that? 
So I think I was still there during that kind of grace period, right? Um, where it was just like burning spiders. It, yeah. When you say grace period, do you mean like it was a good time or a bad time? Oh, yeah, good, good time. Good time. Okay. As far as a good time, um, the, the fact of the matter is like the servers have become absolute shit. Um, part of the assumptions uh, that have went around on Reddit is the fact of the matter that they are in uh, they have a contract with the people that provide the servers for X amount of time. So the servers are actually the ones having issues, not as much. Fun. But right now the game is unplayable. Like I am taking shots in the game. It's one of the games that is, I remember when I first started playing the game, I was wee lad of about a year ago. And, <laughs> and it was there, there were still problems. I was not keen on it at that point, but it wasn't as rampant by any means. And since then, shots that are not hitting and everything else, sorry, digressing again to what I was saying, was the fact that, matter that the game was beautiful. It, it yeah. is a beautiful game. It was more beautiful in the past. And before I played it, if you look at the pre-release, the game was Fucking unbelievable PS6 graphic quality. That's not a thing, but they were fucking doing it. And I feel like a lot of gaming companies, and sorry if I keep going back to uh, gaming, but I figure this is kind of what it spawned from um, ultimately is you have various games. You have, back in the day, you have No Man's Sky, where the actual lead developer, the lead head honcho of the game basically almost had to go into hiding because of the people. And you're like, ah, it's a game. Yeah, but people that are playing, they're actually spending money that want to play a game. They are looking for a product and when you make all these promises as far as what the game is going to be and then you don't deliver, there is no governmental institution to actually go ahead and bear arms against this company, really. Right. But you have No Man's Sky, Cyberpunk, which Ginger Snaps did uh, a, uh, uh, a voice in. Um, <laughs> that, that's not an actual fact, but facts brought to you by Fatal may not be actual facts. Um, <laughs> you have No Man's Sky, Cyberpunk, New World, mm -hmm. and then you're leading in. Hunt is starting to go down this uh, downward spiral. Uh, downward spiral rabbit hole um, that is it, it, it's toxic for the gaming community yeah, and it sucks in the end because people that definitely put their hope or have put work into a game um, it, it it's very disillusioning uh, it, it completely removes and shows the fact that it was illusions of grandeur for a game, and I'm hoping, when the case of Hunt, that uh, their future patches do improve the gameplay. But there is nothing that is um, going ahead and reinforcing these people have liability that they are. It, it, it's what you were saying before, as far as people that are just like everything's great versus yeah, it's kind of a shitty day. This happened, you know, just that human element. Mm -hmm. 
and the you have other games that are out there. Uh, people could wind up taking a look at uh, games like Chronicles of Illyria uh, or um, Star Citizen, which games I have not played, but I have followed because I've had that hesitation. Mm-hmm. They look like good games. Chronicles of Illyria never actually got produced. Trust me, it is a fucking Walking Dead 11 seasons in a 30 to maybe 60-minute video that you could wind up watching on the internet. Um, Chronicles of Illyria was a game that got kickstarted for over $8 million. I'll let that sit in. Oh, don't. Doctor Evil, everybody. Yes. Eight million dollars. Frau for Bishana. But I want for the gaming community, which a lot again, sorry, but the podcast spawned from Twitch, Twitch with gaming things like that. Yeah. So giving some homage, I want some kind of liability for these game producers that if they make a promise come through new world had streamer spotlight where they said, when the game is released, you're going to be able to show by your name that is floating over your head that you're streaming at that time. Mm. Nothing ever happened with that. Cyberpunk, which uh, I still to this uh, day remember. Can of worms. Can of worms. It has gotten better. That's what I've heard. It's gotten much better. I actually bought it and downloaded it about two months ago, which is what about fourteen months or so, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. uh, approximately mm-hmm. after it was released. I'm gonna let you on know a little secret. You're not wearing any pants. I, I liked it. When it was released or recently? Oh, yeah, I had no... Uh, like, look, come on. I'm, like, I've, I've barely played a video game since Vietnam, right? <laughs> and, and uh, uh, like, come on, man. Like, I, I just expected Cyberpunk to be, like, absolute ass to run. I expected it to be, like, Fallout 3. And that's exactly what I got. Um, but I think, it, you know... To tap into what you're saying, Fatal, what I think like we as consumers shouldn't be accepting is this whole like fucking work work in progress like shit that we're getting. Yeah. Like yeah. why are we why are we like why are we paying sixty dollars for like broken works in progress just under the promise that they can make it better over time? Right. It's un- yeah. you know, if you went to Best Buy and you bought, uh, I don't even know what the fuck this. Yeah, I, I know if, where like, you're going with yeah, it. Yeah, but if, if you bought like a fucking like cell phone mm-hmm. from a store, and the fucking thing was like half done, and they said in a year this will work in the way that we promised you work. Like, right. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm done. like, well, that's me. That's well, me. no, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, let's even go back to what you were starting to say and where my brain went off on a parallel off street, um, a service road. Um, <laughs> is the fact of the matter that when you went in and you bought a game at a store, it had to be complete. There was yeah. no download. There was no DLC. There were no there patches. Were no pa- it had yeah. to be fucking playable. Yeah. And. I, I I feel like it's a failing because of how 
much technology at the same time is out there that, okay, we could patch this later. Let's get it out there and get the money now. Well, fuck you. And this is a podcast, so you can't see me holding up my finger as I am actually doing. Um, but uh, let's go back to a game like Final Fantasy VII. It was, and take this as you will, it was a phenomenal game. Yeah. It, it was a... I, thank you, Ginger. Um, it was a phenomenal game. And the fact of the matter is... Didn't know you worked on it, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, it was great. It yeah. was great. I loved every second. Um, but... <laughs> but there are, like, all these hidden little nuggets of information on that disc that they actually kept in the programming. And again, look this up on YouTube. There is shit that you can find that was stricken from the main gameplay unless you take certain course of events mm -hmm. that were so, again, esoteric, um, that were so hidden that unless you did this little... Uh, a process a easter egg really when it comes down to it but it was a playable game trust me i played the final fantasy 7 the first time i had no idea what the fuck the storyline was about yeah i had no clue i had to play it a second time to really absorb it i was like oh i got it i got it okay cool <laughs> and then i i put it in the four disc cd holder and i was like i'll get mm -hmm. back to that later a Midgar sounds like a communist manifesto to me. <laughs> Midgar sounds like you got to protect your waist. Um. <laughs> well, and looking at it from, like, everybody is like, oh, why aren't you jumping in on this new, you know, new world? Why aren't you playing new world? Because I don't. A, I don't like games like that. They're not my style. I'm not knocking you for playing it, but. It's not my style. It's not my thing. I'm not going to spend $60 on a game that I'm not going to fucking play. But then yeah. I knew that it was going to be a buggy piece of shit because they advertised right, it so, like that. so, I mean, it's what I do. <laughs> uh, like the way they marketed it so fucking hard and all those promises and all those things, I'm very much in a... In the headspace now where it's like, okay, you're saying all of this. Okay, when are you going to fucking deliver? Because it's not going to be at launch. Mm -hmm. But we're so in the, I'm playing this game and it's early access. And so they're adding new this and they're doing new of that. And it's grown in the wake of YouTube and, you know, YouTubers who, and streamers who play a game when it's very early on. And they're making all this content about it. And they're they're showing off this game and they're they're playing it and they're giving it a shot. And then um they yeah. don't um like it's can I, can I finish your thought right there yes. for you? Yes. Okay. It almost feels like the big content creators on Twitch or otherwise, YouTube, what have you, is some of what is at fault for the gaming market that it is today because they wind up hyping up this game that is coming out, but it is not finished, and then they move on when you're left in the ashes. Especially when they're playing a game that's not completed, and then they go back and they they play it again when it's completed and then they just don't 
we're so used to seeing things that are unfinished because of that, that people just willingly accept, oh, this isn't done, but here it is. We promised you a date. Here it is. And like the game, the game design industry is a fucking shit show. Right now, especially. It was better in its infancy, toddler, maybe Mm -hmm. early teens. But we are in the emo state of gaming at 18 and confused. Well, because it's. Yeah, well, you had to be such a fucking nerd before and had to know what you're talking about. And now, like. Yes. I'm sat here doing a gaming podcast. I haven't played fucking video game in over a year. And um, I sat here in a T pose, <laughs> fucking uh, like suggesting that programmers are wrong. But like, what? Like it? You know? Again, it's just too easy. It's too easy. Like, and it, bring back the fucking nerds because they'll they'll do it right. There's one thing about yeah. fucking nerds; they'll do it right. Mm-hmm. And then, but you know, it, it's almost the biggest shame of the things that we love as absolute fucking geeks is that nerd culture is one. Yeah. You know? Uh, yes. And, 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 and therefore it becomes like a commodity and fucking easy going. And, uh, the, the quality control fucking dips, you know, yeah. nerd culture is one. And this is the fucking grand zero of that. So, like sociological well, bomb. Do you, yeah, like I, you're and, talking about bringing it back to an age of innocence. Well, 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 innocence, uh, innocence, innocence, right? Because <laughs> apparently now I'm fucking William Wordsworth. Um, <laughs> but no, what, what I'm saying is, is that like gaming is the biggest entertainment industry in the world. There's no question in that. Bigger than movies, bigger than books, bigger than TV, and with that, as people that have like been gamers, like uh, you know, and I'm making this like because of our ages, I'm making like an assumption here that we've been playing games since we were like children. I remember my only like console being like a Genesis, right? And uh, yes, I was there with you. Yeah, and 2D graphics. And and that was a different ball, ballpark, right? You were you were you were a fucking weirdo for being into that shit, and you had to be like hyper focused into every facet of that. But then it's it's the same as anything in the big budget, big fucking conglomerate ideas come with like pitfalls of like a lacking quality in some mm-hmm. places. In movies, it's story and plot coherence. In books, it's the death of books. <laughs> in music, it's yep. uh, it's like I don't know, fucking Justin Bieber. I guess I don't know. Um, it's all these things, and in gaming, it, it, it manifests itself in and 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 streaming is to blame. I, I agree with what you said. Like this idea that that that. You know the video game personalities are driving the the industry more so than people that are in love with creating the product, right? And that 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 safety net of the product being able to fix later on. So what you get is that a load of people that are casual gamers 
and maybe a flunking college, right? And and they get into a video game course, and they get into like a, a gaming develop like development studio, and and they're not fucking nerds anymore. And this is the this is the fallout of like our culture winning, right? Is that when it gets sold to the the layman, the common man, mm-hmm. you end up with like a product that it has. Not that people don't love it, and I'm not saying that people um, don't love their video games, and they obviously do the world over. But when you get that level of like casual play in there and, and like uh, casual interest in things, then the the quality is going to drop. I'm sorry, but that's just how it goes. Yeah, and it started it started with Sheldon Cooper wearing a Green Lantern shirt. Like and and it it ends in like a clusterfuck of ideas and half finished fucking games being sold to you by people that don't give a fuck about your interests. Yeah, and like don't think that these developers give a shit about what you think because obviously they don't. No, I not big devs. I've in my foray into streaming, I've actually had some devs. Um, who like I've tweeted like, "Hey, we're playing this game," and I have tagged the sh- the studio, and I actually get responses, I get reactions, I get feedback, which is super cool. But big fucking dev studios, no, nah, they're all all fucking heartless corporations at that point, and it's like, ugh, whatever, man. Like, Money. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna paint a scene for you guys right so Ooh. imagine imagine this is this body paint i mean if you want it to be some kind of like this. back back room avatar 2 shit like where i'm just sucking off james cameron but oh god i got the coconut already go ahead <laughs> <laughs> bomb yourself um no no uh, picture the scene you're todd howard right of bethesda games Hot on the heels of hit RPG titles, Fallout 3, and you uh, made some money off Fallout New Vegas. And then, all of a sudden, you're on Facebook one day, Todd Howard, and you see a Facebook-sponsored ad for the brand Hymns. What's Hymns? Todd Howard says. He clicks on the link and realizes it's a, a small capsule that if you ingest and put into your uh, digestive tract, then you might be able to uh, start to begin to get an erection. <laughs> it's happening. Todd Howard gets that erection. He realizes that he is the CEO of Bethesda Games. He goes out to the E3 on the floor, and he's like a rock star. He's the carrot top of the Matrix code. He gets up there with his fucking full-powered shaft in hand, and delivers Fallout 76, oh. because his success has ruined him. So, I want to clarify something for the gaming community. What was your take on Fallout 3? Did you enjoy it, Druid? Uh, well, at the time it came out, yeah. But uh, Fallout New Vegas made an absolute mockery of it. So yeah, it, 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 it's like we had 
when we got Fallout 3, it was like, fuck, that's amazing. And then when you get New Vegas, it kind of showcases the pitfalls in that. But I would like, you know, no matter how many uh, four and a half hour YouTube fucking analysis videos you've watched, when you first booted up Fallout 3, did you enjoy it? I did. And the major reason being it going from an isometric game to 3D. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of enjoyable. I feel like it was kind of an homage to old games and also an homage to the craptastic games to come. Mm. And and how do you feel about Todd Howard's uh, chemically induced boner? Sorry, I couldn't talk at the moment. I was <clears throat> gagging. Um, uh, oh, his mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Fatal Exodus's mouth was full there. Uh. I, I was at a lack for words. <laughs> <laughs> um, Todd Howard, I would clarify, I'm not familiar with by name. Um, I, I would say at the time that Fallout 3, I was not into the... Um, the drama of the gaming world. And right. I would say I've only come to within the past couple of years with the different things that have come. And by the way, can we make also a shout out for Meep? Because if I don't make out a shout out for Meep's, Meep it's man, I'm going to get a lot of fucking nasty DMs. <laughs> um, I know that she has been on the podcast before as well. And no, she didn't DM me right now, but if I don't do it, I, I just got to, you know, to come my ass real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Todd Howard, who oddly enough is the actual, uh, I'm doxing, but that is me, Pitsmana. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that the, and again, it kind of gives me an idea of where you're standing. It's why I'm asking, of course. And, uh, Fallout 3, I thought was very good for what it was. It was good. Fallout 4. It was a heaping pile of dog shit. Uh, again, it was good to a degree. And then once you got past the fun of blasting guns, you realize there was not a lot to the game itself. Uh, Ginger, did you play Fallout 4? No. So I've never actually completed a Fallout game. I All right. And just mute yourself. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> no. I'm, so I played a good chunk of Fallout 3, and I played the beginning of New Vegas. Hey, all right. Well, I'm. I, I take back what I said. But I didn't. Um, so I, I'd never completed a Fallout game, but I, I'm very familiar with them, and I didn't beat until I started streaming. I didn't beat very many video games. I didn't play a whole lot of video games because I didn't have the equipment to, or I didn't have the money. I had always okay. absorbed YouTube and Twitch content to get my fix of video games. Well, I mean, gaming itself is a luxury when it really comes down to it's not a necessity right. by any means. So, I mean, like, let's have Robin Leach come around the corner like fucking Chris Hansen. I mean... Right. <laughs> uh, second time in two episodes, Chris Hansen's got a shout out. Friend of the oh, really? Uh, friend of the, no. friend of the podcast, Chris Hansen. Why don't you take Chris Hansen? Fuck if you're listening, Chris Hansen. If you if you if you listen if you're listening, why don't you take a seat? 
Um, I look at the the Fallout franchise the same way I kind of have felt about the Resident Evil franchise. Resident Evil, you know, first couple games, you know, did their thing. They introduced a really good story, some really good characters. They they introduced a lot and did good. You know, everybody says Resident Evil 4 is the peak. And then five and six went downhill and people were ready to, right. They, they wanted (laughs) to just write off that Resi seven was going to be dog shit, but Resi seven resurrected resident evil. And then RE eight was one of those games that came out that was completed. It was polished. There were not major glitches. You could play the entire fucking game and not run into a single glitch or error. And you could enjoy it. Unlike your cyberpunks. Unlike your new worlds out there. Resident Evil 8 was one of those games where they delivered what they fucking promised. And it was a well, beautiful game. It was great. And at the same... So when was Resident Evil 8? I believe that was the one that you were uh, talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, when... Was that actually released? So RE8 was released. Uh, oh, RE8. Well, now we're going to abbreviation some fucking hour. It, May 7th, <laughs> 2021. Okay. It was released during the pandemic. The Metacritic score is an 83%. GameStop gave it a 4.6 out of 5. 96% of Google users liked this video game. Like... A phenomenal oh, game. Oh, this was Village. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm used to it by Village. Oh, okay. Not the uh, nomenclature. Um, yes, and I would agree with that. I've seen everyone that has played with, uh, uh, that has streamed, uh, people that I know from the community that has played it, of course, or stream because I don't stream, um, <laughs> that they've enjoyed it. It seemed like it was a pretty good homage to, and, and almost a little bit of a, uh, again, tangent to the, um, or, fuck it, make up your own word, um, <laughs> a segue to the conventional Resident Evil anthology. Um, right. And it seemed like it was a finished game. And to add to that, another game that came out recently which was um, Elden Ring, mm-hmm. which I don't know if anybody here has played. Sure hands. It it's not my type of my type of game. Fair game. Um, Elden Ring, for what it's worth, very hardcore game. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of um, shit that is spoken about with um, uh, Elden Ring that should have different modes for, and you will read about this, how it should have easier modes for people, even with disability. And I understand I'm not even going to touch that subject because I don't have anything to say about it. The game for me was very good. Did I play all the way through it? No. Uh, going back to Ginger about two hours ago, telling me how fucking busy I am and she's <laughs> fucking right. Um, but I did enjoy a lot of Elden Ring. It's a beautiful game. That game has grossed over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. 
when they said that again, a billion dollars <laughs> for a game, one right. game. One billion dollars. <laughs> and Ginger's been waiting for this, but. <laughs> hey, there um, it is. There. <laughs> mini me, mini me, mini me, stop humping the playthrough. <laughs> well, He's a biter. Um, <laughs> but what I was getting at, though, is Elden Sorry. Ring is a finished game. Elden Ring was a finished game when it came out. There might have been a few minor patches, but it doesn't need a Project Health quality of huge quality of life update. There's games that have come out and that have been polished, and they're wonderful games, and they did beautifully. And I think Fallout is is hitting a point where most game series, when you have a series like that, there's a game that just signals the death cry and fallout 76 was the death cry for that franchise. I think. Yeah. And and oddly enough, I've been seeing more people playing that recently Mm -hmm. than ever before because they finally caught up. Now they released, I want to say it was what mid to late 2020. Am I wrong with that? Uh, 76 has been out for a a hot minute. I wouldn't want to give details on when it came out, but I mean, like, they're like. Ah, fuck it, fine, I will. 2018. You know. Oh, Jesus. Let's just, like, patch it into success like it's, like, fucking Frankenstein, right? Yeah. Looking at. So I just Googled. The self made man. Yeah. I Googled Fallout 76, and I get the ad. First top result is the ad for Fallout 76 through Bethesda.net. And then. The actual game page and another page all linking directly to Bethesda. But then it says, people also ask, is Fallout 76 worth buying? Is Fallout 76 still free? Is Fallout 76 decent yet? So I'm seeing that the actual release date, like the full release, was actually April 14, 2020. So Um, the early access when anybody could play was uh, the 2018, and correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, And yes, I think this goes back into what I was starting to pander to some of the crowd about, um, was about game companies releasing shit before it is done. Mm -hmm. Done. Like, literally, you could sit there and go, after four, like, I'll give them credit, four hours going, oh, that was weird. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. I remember that growing up. Like, oh, that was a little weird. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I, I'm sorry. That, that that's all I got to say on that. It's I, I, I that whole lack of liability. And what had you looking up Fallout seventy six, or why did that come to mind? Uh, I just was curious of when it was when it was released. I, I have this thing where I quickly will just pop into Google and, and type in something to make sure that I have information correct when I spout it. All right. Well, I'm fucking wrong then. Uh, no, you're you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I For what it's worth, I'm looking at Steam, and Steam says the full release mm-hmm. was April 14, 2020, like the full on release of it. I don't know if that is correct. It's the first thing. Last thing I knew... Um, 
Jesus and Elvis are still living in a small cottage in North Dakota, but I looked that up <laughs> with that terminology. So what? give it to the fucking internet for being a winner. Well, um, I, Ginger. We're so used to getting early access to games that they just put the release of the game, which was the early access if you pre-ordered. It was 2018. Oh, all right. So that's what it was. You could get access to the game in 2018 if you pre-purchased it, and it was supposed to be fully done, fully out within 2019, and then it was such dog shit when people got access to it that it took them so long to do a quote-unquote full release of the game. Well, and that goes back to what I was uh, talking about with Chronicles of Illyria, um, another game that you could look up if you're not familiar. Some people will go, ah, of course it is. But um, Star Citizen, Star Citizen is still a game that was crowdfunded for release and still is barely. Some people like it. Cool. Whatever. If it floats your boat, I will help you inflate it. Right. But as far, I mean, unless it's wood, then you can't inflate wood. You know. <laughs> Unless you blow real hard. Um, oh my. <laughs> but uh, Chronicles Illyria, uh, E-L-Y-R-I-A. Um, it is a fucking trip to read about what happened with that game studio. And it is still pending release for 2024 after having a class action lawsuit brought against it. Um Fallout 76 and all of these other games, it, you're you're destroying the gaming market, therefore you are destroying yourselves because you will not have any kind of market to pander to anymore if you continue doing this. That's my TED Talk yet again. Well, but there can you can crowdfund amazing games. You can absolutely do that because Cuphead which is not my typical type of game, but I would love to play it because the art style is beautiful. The music mm. is beautiful. They did such a good job with that game, but yes. yeah, Cuphead but was all crowdsourced. And I do really like the um, the sequel to Players One Cuphead. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Druid. Well, I was just saying, if you look into Cuphead, it's fucking nerds making it because they love being nerds. It's not like a pandering fucking. Uh, yeah, right. As much as I have enjoyed, like, because I, I love waxing philosophical about gaming industry and stuff like that. Um, I say we move on to the next kind of segment that we that we have. Uh, Druid, did you get some anonymous? Uh, uh, yeah, bring it. I'll knock all these motherfuckers down. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did. And I, like, I'm really, I'm going to say, I'm really impressed that people seem to have really fucking connected with this segment because I have got. Thank you. One, two, three, four. Oh, wow. And we Out of only... how many people? Well, we only we only did our last one maybe two days ago, yeah. and only only one episode has aired with the notification that we even do this. So I, 
Who the fuck are you that's sending this? Uh, I, I don't understand. Uh, well, I personally don't like your counting because I sent in five questions personally. <laughs> I'm just yeah. no, I'm I deleted. I deleted all five. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, my name's Fatal Exodus. I'm, uh, I'm a young man, and I. Uh, Hi, my name is Exodus Fatal, and I want to know. <laughs> what happens when I put all my exodus in one basket? Okay, we go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so we've started a new a new segment that is uh, dating advice, basically um, anonymous dating advice. So you can submit your questions anonymously, and we will give our fucking responses to it. Yeah, hot takes, hot shakes. Those oh are some legitimate dating uh, advice. Yeah. Well, we, All right. Had, well, we, we've we've had two episodes of this, and they okay. can they they can get a little bit fucking weird. <laughs> All right, so, so I've had in uh, no idea who sent this. Uh, this is like. A, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to say about this, so I'm just going to read it out. Say, hypothetically, that I'm the Greek god Zeus, and that I hypothetically banged every single living thing aside from my wife Hera, hypothetically. How should I, hypothetically, go about telling her and fixing this? Purely hypothetical, of course. That's not first. Uh, wow. Ginger, you take this one first. Yo, fam. Uh, what did I say last I, time? Honesty is key, baby. <laughs> I mean, honesty, hypothetically, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah hypothetically. Oh, oh great. Me? I mean, I would tell her, I would give her a kitchen knife and tell <laughs> her to make it even if you see so fit. I've gotten my fill. You could put my dick in your purse. <laughs> the balls I need, if I don't have the click clack, I'm going to feel weird when I'm walking. Um, I don't know if that's how you address a Greek god, first. <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. Well, Greek gods have balls and with, Venus, right? With your hypothetical balls. Um, <laughs> hypothetically. I, I mean... Were it, we going for a legitimate answer, or do, like? we? I mean, I, does this is this real? Is this like a metaphor? And like, this isn't. Um, oh, you mean like it's hidden between the lines type thing? I mean, if you're referring, if you're referring to yourself as Zeus, then you need to like lay off the fucking testosterone first. Yeah. I I mean, I would tell my wife she might want to get tested. Also, just you know, just I mean, on the safe side of shit. Like I've had, I've had sex with like half of Athens. <laughs> Aristotle can't walk. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, anyway. Um, right. I mean, going back mm, to that old baby's arm holding an apple. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I, 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 I. My response to this is just a mere Grecian wave. Uh, because I, d I just don't believe that this is real. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, if you're if you've banged every 
single living thing aside from your wife, get a get a lawyer and get a divorce. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you just, take the honorable uh, way out, or you could say it's not me, it's you. I mean <laughs> it's, it's it's you, Hera. I've banged everyone and you're you're the worst. I mean, it's you, Harry. Your legs are like an iron bear trap. I mean, <laughs> it's like if you showed me a little bit of attention, I wouldn't have to do that in the first place. I'm just saying. You. Yeah, I know. I want to take it there. But I mean, if if this is a real question hidden in a hypothetical, bruh, just fucking Get out of there, man. Like, my God. If it's it, just. You deserve better than that and all that usual spiel. You've heard it before. Yeah. It's finally fucking listen to it. Yeah. So if mm. it's if it's all hypothetical, well, I mean, then get some. I mean, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say thanks to Amber Heard's lawyer for uh, <laughs> trying to. Oh, God. A, a, a smear campaign. On the oh, podcast. God. No. Oh, man. Speaking of someone that ha- should have a smear campaign. Um, Fuck, man. <laughs> think about it. No, um, I don't want to. I hate that whole thing, by the way, just because, like, it. I, I, I hate it. It's taking, like, something that's really private and putting it in a public light. I mm-hmm. don't care for it. I absolutely detest it. Uh, yeah, and I'll, thank you. You know, a few, a few, even though I've referenced it and uh, been part of the conversation, just there in a public public forum. But, um, I mean, yeah, oh, come on. You know? I, re- I really should move to England, by the way, because, like, you just, like, kind of like the whole, like, European vibe, I kind of got that mentality. Uh, I should move there. Ginger, are you coming? Sure. Fuck it. Sorry, we're full. Oh, I have to come visit though. I have to come visit. So neener, neener, You're allowed neener. to. That's what the passport says. Uh huh. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's. Fuck, man. I don't know. That's that question. I guess. Uh, thank you for writing in, Zeus, God of Worlds. Uh, <laughs> glad to know. Glad to know the pagan gods are still instilled, right. and it wasn't just fucking like Doctor Strange. All right, here we go. <laughs> Next one. Uh, I slept with the guy who tends at my local bar. Am I a bad person for staying with him because I'm worried I can't drink there if shit goes south? Oh my god. Um, Go ahead. That's it. Oh, well, thank you for writing an XQC, by the way. Um, (laughs) I mean, the, the, you know, how many people are in the Discord, Ginger? Because uh, that's where these are all coming from. We're getting them. No, like, no, no, no. We're, we're not. We're we're not gonna go there. <laughs> we're getting them in thick and fast. Like you know, guys. I really hope you find happiness. Which is a double entendre to that joke. Oh. To that uh, question. Excuse me. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Well, you spoiled that special place that you had by making it more intimate. Uh, move on. It's yeah. Exactly. The same principle is don't shit where you eat. Yeah, I, I came to post exactly what I was going to say verbatim. Don't shit where you eat, and don't fuck where you drink. Yeah, I mean, because which you, I think is actually a European saying, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not you personally. I mean. uh, 
I mean, we don't we don't really fucking discuss these things on the continent, mate. Uh, uh, that's fair. I'm just you know, we're, uh, technically I'm off the continent, and if I fuck, if I want to fuck my bartender, I'll do it in the privacy of my own home, and I won't post up about it on some fucking shitty podcast. <laughs> oh. Listen, I'll tell you. At the end of the night, after I want a fucking shot of bourbon or uh, fucking ouzo, if I'm really feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, on the fucking Lower East Side. Um, yeah. I, I might give him a handjob. I mean, uh, can I just say, Uzo is a Greek drink, therefore I'm starting to believe that you're hypothet- hypothetically Zeus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, doesn't Uzo kind of sound like a bodily discharge to begin with? It does. and Yeah. Oh, Oof. God. Why I just Uzo'd. Oh. Mm. <laughs> God damn it. I think... Isn't Uzo who Christian Bale's playing in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the best thing is I know if Lou listens, he just got to giggle at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Luzo. Question <laughs> um, three. Yeah. Have we got any... Genuine so we've said don't shit where you eat, and that's what we're giving that person. Well, so here's the thing. What? You have to, uh, like, you have to deal with the consequences of your actions. If you can be a grown ass adult and go, you know what? I fucked you. We ain't fucking no more. So I'm still going to come here and I'm going to be chill. Are you going to be chill? Like, just fucking take the adult. The adult road. Goddamn. Uh, well, the adult road also shows through science that the minute that you have intimacy, it actually goes and creates chemical bonds in your brain to that person. So it's kind of hard to... I'm just saying. Uh, uh, according to this question, just like scotch. <laughs> and, and then you wake up the next oh, fuck day. Fuck him, you, you, Well, you, you fucked him. You don't want to fuck him anymore. Stop fucking him. Drink somewhere else. It's well, not a big deal. Seriously, like, and also, like, what is he doing that's keeping you there? Is he like fucking throwing the bottles around, like, um, like Siegfried and Roy? What's he doing? I, well, I mean, it is a family member that owns a bar, so that gets weird. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I so back in my stand-up comedy days, I was given the piece of advice of don't sleep with comedians. And I definitely understand why, because I slept with comedians. And the thing is, is even though I fucked one time a comedian, doesn't mean I'm going to see them at an open mic and go, fuck, I gotta go. Like, okay, we, we did something that two consenting adults do. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I would can say look, give it time. Yeah, I can look past it, and you can like. Mm. I can look past it if they can't. That's their problem. Because I'm gonna do me, like, but yeah, I also don't treat sex the way a lot of other people treat sex. But can I also say like seeing a comedian's cum face must really ruin their act. <laughs> I mean, really getting a punchline, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, timing is everything, brother. You should have like gone down there and did the old fucking. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that brings you back to a fifteen-second act. It's not going to go over well. 
Well, what is the deal with Cunnilingus? <laughs> well, and the thing is, is one of the comedians actually wrote a bit about us hooking up. Didn't name me oh. by name, no likenesses to me, nothing like that. But he made a joke, like he wrote in a, a joke about a, something that happened while we were hooking up. And he he looked at me after the the mic and he was just like, hey, you know, I hope you don't mind. And I was like, I mean, you already said it. So even if I did mind, it's, you know, it's done. But no, I don't mind. I don't care because it's funny. And like. Wow. wow. Cleaned your personality up with a towel. I you moved never, on. You never <laughs> said you interned at Lena. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I, uh, I I had sex with Ginger Steps. Have you heard about this? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what they meant. Everybody loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. oh, double. <laughs> oh, I, gee, I, I, uh, I, uh, don't relate to my kids. He sounds like fucking Kermit the Frog. <laughs> you ever noticed that, by Ray Romano? Ah, double. So I mean, it. <laughs> Yeah, thank Take you for bringing that. What was the question again, by the way, just for clarification? It, it was the uh, still going to the bar, with. sleeping with the bartender thing. Uh, do, do like, don't feel like you can't go to the bar because of what happened, but if you don't feel comfortable going to the bar, go fucking somewhere else. You'll find a new group of people to hang out with. You'll find your tequila sunrise. Yes. Yeah, just don't drink. I mean, yeah, stop, yeah, stop drinking. Yeah, because Best he's probably, uh, you know, he went to community college. He's Casalise. <laughs> he's living in Brooklyn. He's a piece of shit. Okay, he's a I mean, if if you're afraid that he's jacking off and you drink, he's probably doing it. If it is a guy. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um. Okay. And if you won't drink it, I will. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, I like I like white Russians as well. Um, yeah. Oh okay. my. Was that an alien brain hemorrhage that looks like it anyway? Ugh, yeah, it's fucking gross. Yeah. Uh so anyway, we had how many right. more do we yeah. have? Two more. We've got we've got two more. I can do one more. You sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Okay. <clears throat> oh look, I should fucking take a lozenge one. Uh, okay. Uh UK listener here. Uh, hello. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm in a poly relationship, and our rule was strictly no friends, but she broke it. I don't want to break it off for one mistake, because it's important to us both that we explore things sexually. I want to break the friendship, but not the relationship. Thoughts? When you say poly relationship, do you mean VR chat? I mean, <laughs> you know, take take from it what you will. You can say, you, you know, track seven of Nirvana's Nevermind. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, poly Fair. relationship. Wow. Don't fuck friends. You fucked it. Oh, well, if they broke know. the rules of engagement, then all goes. And really, the the power is in your hands. Mm-hmm. And take that as you will. What what I'm not getting is like why 
are you breaking the friendship and not the relationship when it's your partner that broke the rules, right? It's it comes back to are you breaking the friendship because that's easier and less painful to deal with or mm, yeah. are you truly invested in the relationship and that's what you feel is the right thing to do? I mean, can I be candid here? It sounds like you've not got a lease with your friend on a, like a Camaro or something that you've mm. got with your partner. So you're like stuck with them. Right. It... You know, discuss those those boundaries because in a relationship like that, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. That's... And the thing is, is polyamorous relationships, the biggest thing with them is you have your established rules and you have your established consequences to those rules. And you have to constantly be fucking communicating about that shit. I mean, relationships, you should be communicating anyway, but poly relationships are so much more complex because you're adding in other people. Now, if it's poly in the sense that it's a thruple where it's three people equal in, in the relationship. Okay. If it's, Polly in the fact that, you know, your partner can go fuck who, you know, uh, somebody else, as long as they come home to you, then there has to be those ground rules. There has to be that, that, uh, oh, I, I think going back to basics, if you had a parameter set up and they were broken, that person can't be trusted. And if you continue with it past that, it's at your own, dis- you know, your own warning, dis- uh, disclaimer, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but it's at your own risk. And you're only going to get hurt further because the parameters have already been broken. It is, not to go ahead and bring it back to the question, but it is the hymen that has been broken. I mean, it, that barrier is gone. Right. And mm. now anything flows. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, yeah, so rebuild your home and elsewhere <laughs> and realize that boundaries are boundaries. Yeah. Um, I just don't get the whole, like, I'm leaving my partner but not my friend thing, right? I, I'm just like, what? Because I mean, for, me, for me, it would be the other way around, probably. Or, or, or none at all. Uh, I mean, I just wouldn't be in a poly relationship. Yeah, I mean... I'm way too insecure. Poly relationships are, it, are complex as fuck. Shits and giggles. Could, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to speak for her. Could we get a uh, foresight <laughs> of um, what the uh, fourth question was? Uh, what, what, oh, you want, you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Welcome to Ginger Talks Dating Corner. Let's see if this is uh, is worth it for you. Uh, my online relationship has been going for two years. I'm Midwest. He is Western Mass. I don't know what that means. Uh, Western Mass? Western Massachusetts. Okay. Right, so oh. my online relationship has going, been going for two years. I'm Midwest. He's Western Mass. I want to say I love him, but I'm worried it can't be love without us meeting. 
Okay. That, that I feel it like that's a deeper question, and we'll catch that on with the second installment of Fatal Exodus X. <laughs> on uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, that's a deeper thing. Yeah, I mean, for any kind of real feel or actual connection with that person, you need to be face to face and intimate. It's always going to be virtual up to that point. Like this question. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's like relationships go in stages, right? And if you meet someone that's in your vicinity, then you build it up. Like, you start meeting up, you start, like, getting physical, you do all that stuff, you get intimate, and then you move back together. Uh, just look at it like this. You've just got, like, an extra bit. You've got, like, a golfer's handicap on yours. You just need to, like, move on before you get to that part, right? Uh, see? Yeah? I disagree. Okay. Because well, you're out of the talk. Well, fine. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna edit this out. Um, no, 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 please. I married someone that I met online and felt that I loved before I met them face to face. Yeah, I I act actively fucking married that person. Now I met them face to face and had spent time with them, ended up living with them before the marriage. But this person is still one of my best friends. We are still soulmates on a level that, you know, this person will always be in my life. We don't have kids together. We don't have property together. But this person is still going to be a part of my life. But when I met her, and developed feelings for her and everything was distance and online. We were together a year and a half before I ever got the chance to meet her face to face. And so I think it can work and you can do that, but you have to be, you have to know that you can love and care about someone and there are different kinds of love. Right. Because well, I, so I, you're saying it may be construed from your expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you say you disagree, but we're, I think in essence, we're saying the same thing. And hear me out for a second on this, because I'm, I'm not saying it can't be, and it, it's not, like valid. What I'm saying is they just have that extra step to take before it becomes like a life thing, right? So mm-hmm. they need to you know, I'm not saying don't say that you love him. I'm 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 just saying like you know, if that's how you feel, take the midnight train to Georgia. Yeah. And just and just see or Western Mass whatever. You're saying get it done and find out if it's something. I'm saying Western Mass sounds like a Robert, like fucking Eggers movie. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you know. I think it was the sequel to No Country for Old Men. Ah, um, yes, 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 yes. You know, the first movie I ever needed subtitles for someone speaking in like fucking English for Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. <laughs> I am my father. I also. It's like fucking Boom Hour, man. <laughs> uh, online relationships are weird. I've never 
I've I, never had one. I've had I think I think the consensus from this is that it could be something, but until you actually meet face to face, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, and and sign up to MTV's Catfish. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I mean And this has been unplugged. <laughs> Just as someone who's done the the distance and you know halfway across the country mm-hmm. thing, you you know understand that romantic love will be a thing. It can be a thing that can happen, but make the visit, make the the trip to see that person in person. And safeguard yourself so that if they aren't what you expect or what you have been led to believe, you know, and if then you're you're protected. If they are what you've been led to believe and they are that person, then you can find a way to make it work in whatever mm-hmm. way it needs to. And, you know, also, if you feel it, you know, just say it, fuck it, like, you know. Yeah. And this is... This is the other thing, is that if that is how you met, also, maybe that's the level of the intimacy that it was also meant to be. If you're expecting more, and it started on that level, again, bottom line, sorry, I'm going back to what I'm saying before. You can't get get your hopes up in any way, shape, or form that's going to be more Mm. than Mm. that. Yeah, please don't expect him to be like a level fucking twelve mage. Uh, you know, open heart. Could be a level twelve, and you got Chris Hansen that comes around the corner. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> hey, excuse me, there, fella. Can you just take a seat? Hey, there's no caps here. With his fucking fact file full of MSN conversations. <laughs> just hey, I'm Fatal Hansen. You, you know, imagine, imagine that. Um, to catch a predator like file that Chris Hansen's carrying like from like two thousand and four, and it's just got like uh, what was what was it on MSN right? You know the uh, where you could press a button, it would make like a like a smiley face like cover your whole screen. Oh my god, I haven't thought about that in forever. What, what, what You're talking about almost like the monkey that covers its eyes for the introduction to no. OnlyFans covering up naughty bits. Uh, what was that called? It was like a. It was like if someone wasn't responding to you, you could send them like. It was like a nudge. It was yeah. It was exactly what it was called a nudge. Yeah. You okay. Could, you could just send them like it was like King Kong coming to crash your social life in the form of like a. A, a, a round yellow man with a fucking gaze in his eyes like he was gonna like fucking buy you a McDonald's Happy Meal, right? <laughs> and then imagine Chris Hansen's fat for how many MSN nudges where it was just like a screenshot. Oh god. Well, I just wanna go ahead and thank everybody for <laughs> having me here today. Well, Hold on, there's... Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. We've got one more little segment, and it'll be quick. I got a couple questions of a different thing. You promised me that in person after the year and a half internet relationship. Whoa, don't... Stop it. I was talking to Druid. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, I haven't had, like, prior experience 
like with many of our guests. And uh, can I just say, Fatal, it is an absolute pleasure to have a Twitch streamer that I have some experience and and, and time with, and to oh, like, I, I, oh, don't don't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> oh no, I just said oh. I was like, I appreciate no, 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 it, no, and no, it's, no, no, it was like a I have had the pleasure of you chatting in my cavity. <laughs> Chat, I mean, I can be very anal about vocabulary. Well, just as long as you Moving on. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, f- final segment that has just been... Just better, drill. Right. Final segment that's been here since the very beginning of the podcast. And that yes. is guest questions that are just kind of garden variety questions. They don't involve dating. Oh, uh, I thought that was that. No. No, no, that's, that's, oh. that's dating advice. We've got... Holy shit. All so, right, go ahead. Far away. I've, I took my pants off. Oh, yeah, Lord. Like editing. Absolutely. Nah, editing, editing nightmare ahead of me. <laughs> so. You're welcome. Listen, chaos. Anyone that has said chaos before? <laughs> I'm really fucking subtle. <laughs> well, chaos control. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. So. Guest questions. This this first question is a question that is asked to every new guest of the pod. And yes. it comes from one of our patrons, Red the Abnormal. And yes, I know him well. It is, what would be your mundane superpower? Ramen noodle creation in a bowl without having to make it. Yo, I love how quick you had that, and I actually love that mundane superpower. Yeah. Thank you. Now, are we talking like the the top ramen or like real ramen? Next question. Oh shit! Oh my god! Uh, what? So you've you've not even got like boil water? I mean, it's literally like a. You like you a- guys are fucking dissecting this shit. I answered the fucking question. I'm just saying it's just like boom. I got an empty bowl. Boom. Ramen noodles. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm not asking yeah, yeah. questions. I'm happy. And I'm turning off. It's just like being a kid. You got movie tickets, popcorn. You've got grilled cheese. You got a dog that shows up out of nowhere. Life is good. Ramen noodles. All right. Usually yeah, people like him, ha <laughs> Like, they have to think about it. You just fucking had it. Yeah. I want my sodium up through the fucking roof within a minute. I mean, that's fair. Let's get him a mundane Disney Plus series. God damn, man. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking, I'm a god. So, all right. Well, then I will, I'm going to pick one of three questions submitted by. Uh, you want me to answer it slowly, Ginger? No, it's fine. Uh, real Andy. You tell me what you want. Oh, God. Uh, real <laughs> Andy DeSeal asks. Oh, Yes. Which Monopoly piece did you pick as your character? Train. Thimble. See, I was a little money bag. Capitalist scum. I know. <laughs> I like I like getting trained. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I, like, I like wearing rubbers when I'm out in the wild. <laughs> I like the train, and the main reason is it had the most detail, I feel, to any of the Monopoly pieces. It had a story mm-hmm. to tell onto itself. That's it. 
I so, like that. Uh, what about the you. what about the monopoly Mandela effect? Right. Uh, I mean, really famous monopoly guy, monocle or no monocle? No monocle. Monocle. And the reason is, it seems like he's hiding something at the same time. He's making presents. Mm. Isn't he's political? I, I'd vote for the motherfucker. Isn't a monocle just a magnifying glass for cunts? <laughs> God damn it! As I put my monocle on the desk, no, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, you know you've got you've got to look like an angry bulldog if you put a monocle in because you got to do that whole like fucking putting your eyebrows up. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you want something handy, you don't like wearing glasses, it irritates your ears, and, like, you can't always see something. you got good vision 95% of the time, but sometimes you gotta, you want to pay attention. It's like, oh, I'm really interested in this. For that one person, it could mean something. The Monopoly man did not have a monocle. Yeah. The Monopoly man had Chris Hansen coming around the fucking corner, so don't... <laughs> he was surrounded by kids all the time when it was fucking board games, so, I mean... Yeah. Uh, excuse me, sir, can you take a seat and uh, take the monocle out? <laughs> you ever Is look that- at a fucking Monopoly board asking you if it wanted pizza? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, was, I was too busy staring at, staring at that community chest. Oh God! Because but it's like, not what, full yet. But what? That's fucked up. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, and chance. What the fuck is that? Go to jail. Monopoly's a fucking horrific game, dude. I'm sorry. So you know how I do that thing, Druid, where I type something into Google and then I lead myself down a really weird path. Oh yeah. I found a page of just tattoos of the Monopoly man. I mean, who's getting that? A lot of fucking people. Don't fucking shame me. Listen. You know, (laughs) yeah, uh, fucking fatal. Uh, If you've got a tattoo from the Monopoly man, if if you've got that tattoo, I will show you a green dog. No, 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 no. I've got do not pass go point at my penis and I got go directly to jail, which is my ass. <laughs> Sounds like you passed go, sir. <laughs> oh, my. Collect, collect your $200 and fuck off. All I can say is it's the only game where everyone comes out a winner. I mean. <laughs> it's, it's probably the best <laughs> game of all time, okay? No. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I'm. Sorry, I'm just doom scrolling now. I'm just fucking doom scrolling the fucking have, Google have results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys got different properties to us on your Monopoly board? I would guess so. Um, I don't have a joke for that. We, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's literally like that. Yeah, like, like I'm looking to buy. Some kind of cardboard tycoon coming in there. Well, let's ask a more pertinent question. If you were to buy a property that you could live on on a Monopoly board, what would you live on? Oh, there's one property. Theirs is different from ours. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What? What? What was that? What was that? You like? So, if you could live, if you could add up add a property to an 
Like a Monopoly board and live there, what would it be? No, no, no. An existing one. Where would you okay. live? So ours is different. So, like, if I were to give you one, you'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I would say it's kind of chopped in, up into uh, eighths, if you're good with that, or quarters, if you're not so, you know, public school inclined. <laughs> um, but, like, right past go, you got one, two. Then you got three, four, five, six, and then seven, eight, and then you got the go or jail um, before that. But like, like, would you be on the top quarter, bottom quarter? You know, like, where would you be in that? Well, I'd be at go because every time I left for work, I'd, someone would just hand me two hundred bucks. <laughs> That's a good fucking answer. Mm-hmm. Like straight away. That's. And- and and what about that cop blowing the whistle that sends you to jail? What an absolute fucking farce. Well, they got quarters. Yeah. I remember when I remember when the boys in blue used to mean something back in the Dark Knight Rises when they came out of that sewer. <laughs> oh, Dark Knight Rises, don't get me started. I'll be dead lied to you. Oh, <laughs> hey, would you like to see my monocle? <laughs> Dude's like, this is going too fucking long. Yeah. <laughs> she's starting to scroll through fucking TikTok. Yeah. She, she's literally looking at uh, pictures of tattoos of the Monop- like the Monopoly man. No, I'm comparing so the, the UK and US oh. Monopoly boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, okay. The, <laughs> okay. The podcast has just hit peak, like, fucking weirdo hour. Where we're like, oh, so you've not got Park Lane? It's gonna fucking like after hours at a fucking bar going back to a deep cut again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've, I've, so, like, I've fucked the bartender and I don't know what to do. So I fucked the bartender. Turned out to be the Monopoly guy. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Do not pass go directly to. Oh, they just went ahead and shut that down. Supreme Court. Never mind. Uh, what's the next question? Oh. My favorite, my favorite piece on the Monopoly board is Epstein Island. Oh, oh, is that where it said most pieces might be a choking hazard? Oh, well, Bill, Bill Gates, <laughs> Bill Gates gives you, gives you mega hotels uh, as hush money. Yes, uh, is is there another question? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do. We're gonna do one last one, and then we will call it. Uh, Andy yes, has provided please. us some yeah. great, uh, uh, absolutely, some great questions. What are you yes. absolutely confident that you are the in the top ten percent of in the world? So something that you penis can... size. Oh, okay. What, what was that? What are you absolutely <laughs> confident that you are no, in no, the top ten no, percent no. in the world? Look, Fatal's answer was so quick. He he like answers the questions like so quick. Penis like size. Penis size. Yes, I get extra large, extra large socks. I have small feet, but I need somewhere to tuck it. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, like tying it, tying it to his fucking leg. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Zip ties because twine doesn't cut it. Yeah, well, I, after taking that Benadryl, I look like a fucking three bean salad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, reading people. Reading is my legitimate answer. Reading people. Can you can you read us both now? 
Yeah, your fucking names are lighting up on Discord. Oh my god. That's like having the Druid! That's like having the superpower of admin. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ginger, what's your answer? I don't know. Well, that's not a fucking answer. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, Feel free to edit this shit out. I mean, I mean this like half of this episode. What, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, oh, uh, that's her answer. Enjoying the moment. Being <laughs> being being pensive. Sleeping with shit comedians. I mean, pensive is a. A suspended penis, right? <laughs> I I don't. I I mean, I don't know. I. What do you feel that you're good at? It, nothing. What do you feel that you're good at? It, nothing. Well, her top ten percent is saying nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So something that you're good at, you. You bridged into streaming very quickly. Uh, you went ahead and raised over $25,000 for St. Jude in a very short time. So uh, not having expectations for yourself, but still doing. Hmm. Yeah. I Let's give so. a round of applause <laughs> to Ginger. Yeah. Wow. Uh, having, having, having like a cult leader like grasp on the community. Without the pitfalls of like mass suicide, I mean. And on that note, drink your Kool Aid. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like gonna put a siren in there, like drink the Kool Aid. I gotta say, I'm looking forward to this podcast getting truncated down to about twenty minutes. <laughs> Post process. If you think I'm gonna like put that kind of effort into it, you are absolutely kidding. <laughs> Thirty minutes. So I well, what about you guys? What? Well, what he's he's already said penis song. Well, um, no, that was my first joke answer. Uh, <laughs> reading people. Okay. Reading people. No, pimento. Remember? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh yeah. No, I can I can see that for you, Fatal. Memento? No, reading people. Oh, yes. The sorcerers. Then, the sorcerers. Don't. <laughs> you were saying, Druid, as far as your uh, top ten percent. Um. Well. When I was a when I was a. Um, Preschool, I would call it maybe primary school. I don't know what you would call it. Middle school. I would have said Tekken 3. <laughs> but uh, those days have passed me. Um, I don't know. Top, top 10% in the world. I would go for um, reading people. No. Um, I really don't know. I think it's got to be something that comes to it. I mean, the fact of the matter is, look at your life experience. I, I things I, that 
you've gotten called out for things along those lines. Like people say you're such a, and then maybe take a positive twang to that. I, I would say, yeah, I, I would say I'm in the top 10% of endearing Twitch comments. I was going to say it's, it's got a, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is the way that you can word and eloquently make a a meme and a joke sound while also saying something actually brilliant. Well, I feel I've put that idea to bed like tonight pretty harshly. <laughs> um yeah, I'm I'm quite I'm quite um I'm quite well spoken. But I'm not in the top ten percent like it's definitely Twitch comments because I I can't think of anyone else that managed to forge a fucking podcast out of just saying ridiculous shit in, mm-hmm. like on people's streams. So I guess that that that's that's my that's my like <laughs> and what a legacy to leave behind, right? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and reverse this. Not what you would say about yourself, but what you would say about the other people within this podcast. Druid, I would think that you are extremely eloquent. You're a, uh, what do you call those people that can bend themselves into a fucking suitcase? Contortionist. Contortionist, thank you. It's getting late here. Um, Contortionist with words to the point that you can paint a picture of, holy shit, he accomplished that. Ginger, well, you're ginger. Um, I would wind up saying that you don't give yourself enough credit and you definitely go ahead and surpass the bar with most of your expectations of your community, even if they don't surpass your own. I mean, <laughs> has he just done a read? Yeah, he has. He has read us. <laughs> oh, the the thing that Fatal's really good at, and that's reading people, and it's the things that they try not to... Show. I can't read. Oh my god! I don't have any books. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I feel like I've got to give some kind of like linguistic fucking like tirade on him now. Like, oh. no, no, save her for Calgary stream. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, please. Like, I would, I would love to think that he's just sat there in Calgary Towers right now, uh, in his like little gamer chair, cute, cute gay, and um, <laughs> he's he's thinking right now. I. I can't wait to do the podcast, but really, really, I'm dreading the the prospect of being in the online chat room with Druid Knowledge Man because I I I feel that I really uniquely fucking dropped the bombs on Calgore without context. Yeah. Yes, don't you, you you I have been there when you came into the chat, which has been many a time. And the fact that matter of what you've laid on definitely stopped in his tracks, but he picked up gracefully and moved on mm-hmm. while acknowledging and yeah. appreciating. Yeah. Yeah, Ginger's scrolling through fucking TikTok right now, or or like Twitter. I don't do the TikToks. I don't understand. I don't either. Newfangled kid things. Oh. Um, Ginger is scrolling through Etch a Sketch. Uh, yes. Wouldn't that be a good name? 
Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh my god, etch a sketch. That's gotta be a fucking. Yes. Uh, yes, just yes. I. Fatal, you are phenomenal at, at reading people and. You take things seriously while also giving an air of but not give like not not saying that you don't give a fuck but you you can still make a heavy mood light a lot of the times and you're you're just really good at at those kinds of situations and druid you you have a a heart of gold and you have a way of speaking that just makes everybody around you either feel instantly smarter or it like sometimes with me where I'm like, I feel really fucking dumb now, but that's okay. I'm comfortable with me. God damn it. <laughs> right, let's go ahead and dissect that real quick. Ginger said, um, I can dumb people down and then everyone is worse than, uh, no, that is no, not what I said. <laughs> that is not what I said. How dare! <laughs> I mean, I can't believe you just said that because, like, I don't know about you, but I felt like I was receiving a fucking vocal bouquet when she said that. I I did too, but yeah, I mean, so, so so I feel like I should be saying like, you know, I like to give to charity, and no, I, I, I feel like I'm in like a pageant queen. No, it it's because we don't <laughs> fucking treat ourselves uh well enough as people i'm fucking calling that out right now because i'm not nice enough to myself i fucking know that well i mean ginger well, i feel like i've um, I'll put my hand in the ring now ginger you work hard harder than uh many people i know in like really difficult like fucking fields and you like work harder than people that I know that have dedicated their life to things like study and uh the kind of things that you know are res- are like for want of a better word like respected but like you're you're going out and you're working so hard on everything that you're doing and I think that to a level where it, I'm, I'm like envious of how your, your focus, and I think your focus has been so true and real that it's becoming true for you now, and we're starting to see that like snowball, snowball effect of like everything that you're working towards is becoming like a real thing, and that's like inspirational to see, and uh, so I like respect you greatly for that and. 10% of the world, the the rest of the 90% uh, better watch out. And fail. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Over the, over the course of the last few hours, you, your deep uh, Barry White-esque tones have melted me like I'm a bar of chocolate on a campfire. I can't yeah. hand. I can't handle. What happened to you to sound like that? <laughs> uh, the years of when I was younger and slightly overweight, I did happen to stretch my testicles down to my knees. 
um, through self-love. And by that process, I've been able to go ahead and have people enjoy my dulcet tones. Um, I don't expect anything back. I just want people to really enjoy themselves and bring it back to home. That felt like a fucking movie. What are you doing? You're in the wrong town? <laughs> I want people to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. yeah. Keep enjoying yourself. I'm watching. Keep enjoying yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. can, can we get this going, Oscar, already? <laughs> what, the fuck, what, the fuck, what the fuck is that? And no matter what happened this Christmas, everyone remember it's not how much you give to yourself, but how much you give to each other that really counts. And uh, if you get the gift of a three and a half hour podcast recording this Christmas. But if you get a grandmother that goes ahead and gives you a fucking other sweater that doesn't fit, just throw a punch that bitch. I swear <laughs> to God, she has to fucking learn. I don't care if she's 70, 80 years old. She needs to get the fucking tone set. I swear to God. It's like, yeah, please don't listen to it. Yeah. Dismantle that white picket fence and shove it up her old wrinkled ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it looks like an amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we're losing Ginger. Well, I appreciate uh, it. No, yeah, no. Right? The the only thing I have to say is all my grandparents are dead. So <laughs> me too. Oh my god, maybe they know each other. Maybe. <laughs> I've, I've I've got three out of four, and uh, one of my grandparents, um, Alec, we'll call him his real name, Doctor Alec. You fucking dick. Uh, he actually. You can tell he's from a different generation because he still sports the, unironically, the Hitler mustache. Oh, no. Wow. Well, that concludes this Ginger Talks. Uh, Please go ahead and stay tuned for Insert Media here. Pause. And recoup. All right, pick up. Um, Uh, This goes on. By the way, do me a favor. Go ahead and take the uh, Barry White. The tones and go ahead and clip that and put that at, like towards the beginning of the podcast. So keep people intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't get enough of your love, Fatal. <laughs> well, give me five I, minutes, roll over, and I'll entertain again. Well, I think <laughs> I speak for both of us when I say Fatal. It has been a yes. pleasure to have you on the pod. <laughs> um, oh, are we done? Uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up because Druid eventually needs to go to sleep. Uh, no, but uh, not not one more question, no. There's there's one more, but I honestly feel like I'm being called out when I read it. So I oh, oh, just do it. Just do. I look forward to my IMDb after this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. they'll they'll actually delete it. Oh no shit. So I can ask the final question that was there. Fuck it. We've been here all night. We might as well. Go ahead. All right. Go to breakfast question mark. If you don't eat breakfast, go to lunch question mark. If you don't eat lunch, do you eat enough calories? Um, Personally, (laughs) since I'm the guest, I will go ahead and I will give the audience the pleasure of my answer. Um, with my field, uh, my breakfast, if you count it, is coffee. 
my lunch, never heard of it. Um, As far as dinner and then subsequent, yes. Um, That is meat sticks, uh, cheese. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I eat. Next. Um, go on, Ginger. I don't eat, typically eat, uh, the typical breakfast. Um, I typically don't. Babies? No. Uh, no. I honestly eat maybe one meal a day and I get enough calories to sustain me as a human. I don't have a 2000 calorie diet. Typically I eat maybe one, maybe sometimes two meals. I I don't for being a big girl. I don't eat a whole lot. And that's just kind of, kind of what it is. Fair. Druid. So what we're going through our whole like dietary plan? Oh God, I want to know when you poop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Semi regularly, and it's like it's like a fist, right? So it's fine. Don't. Um, it's like Thor's hammer. It's like a fist. It's like well composed because of all the fiber. Mm. Um. So in the morning, I'll get up at. 7.40 a.m. And I have a practice in which I kick off the, you know, all the all the bed covers and, and stuff and, and just stand up, no matter how tired I am. Because right, I and up, the duvet. Yeah, yeah, the duvet comes off. And, I, I, yes. and, and so my practice is this, like I stand up, eat no matter how tired I am, because I routinely stay up till four and five in the morning recording podcasts. Right. Uh, so nothing puts the wind in the cells like standing up. And I feed off the rush of blood to my head. And then I go and eat. This is literally true, by the way, which is like super upsetting. I go down and have a thin slice of melon in the morning, like I'm some kind of serial killer. Mm. Uh, so, uh, cantaloupe, usually. So I have a thin slice of melon just, just to remind me how, like, shit the world is. Uh, and, uh, the people I live with, they have, like, sugary cereals on the fucking countertop, and I eat a thin slice of melon. And then I'll go to work. And then, uh, eat the diet of a buttery gar, in that I have, like, a selection of, uh, fruits and, and nuts. Um... But if the if the school cafeteria is serving French fries or mac and cheese or pizza, then I lie to them and tell them that I've not brought lunch into work and take it. And that, then, really, that felt like a life experience right there. I mean, yeah, just and then sorry. Oh, well, that is a lot. This is like my daily routine, like literally, like, I'll sound like such a fucking psycho right now in how uniform it is. But, and then I go home and prepare uh, a, a meal. If I'm not getting like DoorDash takeout, like bullshit, then I'll prepare a meal. And it's basically the same meal 
in different configurations three times. I either, I either like make a an Asian uh, stir fry with noodles or rice, curry, or uh, chili, and it's all got the same vegetables in it with different spices, and that is my diet every day. You shit like a racehorse. <laughs> what was that? You shit like a racehorse. No, no, no. I, I I was actually like really worried that I was not shitting enough at one point because like I, I got major performance anxiety when my ass was over the toilet at work the other day and I was like, man, you're not shitting enough. So it's public defecation that gives you the anxiety. Yeah, 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 but it... Is that not like so? <laughs> path- is that not so pathetic? Like 